Did I just hear Max in the background there? No, not at all. Max is not even here. Okay. Okay. Must be a dog at the front door. <laughs> not right, dear. And hello and welcome to Mr. Clyde Presents Key Issues. I am your host, William Brown, and Will Brown, why did I say William? And the other co-host of the show, the most handsome man on earth, Christopher James Aikman. Chris. Thank you very much. We missed two weeks or one week. I can't even remember now. We, we missed one week. You That's were right, tired. And I, I, we're going to try to keep it going. I think <laughs> keeping a time and keeping going, I know that it's probably our best bet to keep the, the followers going. <laughs> so I would also like to thank our sponsors at Inverclyde Boiler Company. Thank you. That will really go. So, what have you watched this week? Before we go into the news, we can have a, a is it clean a house cleaning house? Uh, is that what you call it? Clean house. No, that's that's just throwing people out. I'm like, housekeeping. That's what I'm looking for. Was the term is housekeeping? Is there anything that you've watched and enjoyed, or anything you'd like to bring up before we go into the news? Nah, nothing much. Just be watching YouTube all been doing the new job. So just tons, tons of World of Warcraft shit in the background. Is that is that your go to? What is your like? If you're turning off and you're on YouTube, what's the what's your your poison, Chris? Uh, recently, what have you watching recently? Apart from World of Warcraft stuff, been watching a lot of Doctor Mike. He does a lot of medical videos about TV shows. I I may have to look into it. I've never seen that. Mine was I was in, I was enjoying watching people clean headstones and clean <laughs> things. Oh, and he, did, also, he did have a he did have a guest on a couple of weeks ago who was a mortician who does a Ask a Mortician YouTube show, which is actually pretty good as well. Is Seems that like the black kind of in high school? Ashy has her book. All right. She's a black, black uh, gothy, but lives yep, in that's the one. Like, LA. Yep, yeah. that's the one. <laughs> oh, well, uh, there you go. So you're familiar with her? She's awesome. I'm very familiar with her. I think we've got the, book, <laughs> the books definitely in the house. So... Uh, we, apart from that, I've been working my way through Words of Radiance, new Brandon Sanderson novel. And I have. That's about it. Books is not really my thing. Like I'll no. get into, I'll catch things once in a while, but I, graphic novels, and that's really it for me, to be honest. Or wrestling okay. autobiographies. That's a. And that's always been a thing. So. A couple of things in the news this week. Wish we had a jingle, but we're not allowed to use music and none of us can play things. This is my jingle news. So, there have been a couple of things. There was that trailer that dropped today that I believe you've watched. The Eternals. Did you pick up anything from it, Bar? It looked really epic. And why did all this shit go down? And they're like, it's time we should release ourselves. Not when the world went and fucking like fucked up with Thanos, where they were just sitting somewhere instead. 
I've honestly no idea. I think a lot of people said they did happy. There's not many spoilers, but I'm looking at it and going, I could not pick out a, barely anything interesting about it. It looked like Lord of the Rings more than anything else. And I'm just like, I did not get a sense of any of the characters at all. I'm like, even they even managed to make Camille Nanjani look kind of boring. Yeah. Uh, it, no, just, no, it, didn't, it didn't grab me, let's say that. It, I'll watch it because it's Marvel, as I, as I always do. But, oh, I'll watch it. But, but again, like, I feel that they're just shoehorning things in. They're like, oh, here's the Eternals. Here, they've been here forever. Like, what are they going to do? How are they going to bring in mutants? Like, Are they going to be like, we're going to have to show ourselves? Or is that going to be something else? Or we'll, Will they bring in mutants? I don't know. No. That's I have no idea. I've, I, I'll be honest, I know next to nothing about the Eternals at all. It's not a book I've ever read, or really, I don't even remember any of the characters ever showing up in any other, any other titles I've read, to be honest. I am have to totally agree there, agree there with you, Chris. I have no idea of the Eternals. Like, <laughs> it's another cosmic thing that will come. That, but if you think of like Guardians of the Galaxy, like, no one knew or gave a fuck about those like CD level characters, and then you couldn't go anywhere without a baby Groot and all that kind of shit. So it happens. Yeah. Like, they know they could do it. So other things in the news this week, we've got Dave Filoni getting the big chair at Star Wars. What was that? Dave Filoni getting the big chair. Oh, I take that's right, taking over Kathleen Kennedy's job, which I'm guessing yeah. will make a lot of fanboys happy because we like the Filoni-verse. Nah, and to be fair, the guy's got a good grasp on the lore, so he seems to be the best man to run it. He should have been probably running it for a while, but... You started I'm in one of those weird people that actually like the new trilogy, so go figure. And I suppose, I... technically speaking, she was in charge when Mandalorian premiered, but... I mean, that was really Filoni and Favreau's ship to sail. I don't know how much yeah, she had I, to do with it. Without a doubt, yeah. He, but everyone loved what he did with Rebels and Clone Wars. Clone Wars, yeah. So he he was good at that, and they just gave him it. The, the thing is, as as a, a massive Doctor Who fan, look, these people will turn on him as soon as he does anything the fan base doesn't like. Like you, I've seen it happen so many times. Like someone came oh, in yeah. and wrote a couple of couple of episodes that were good on Doctor Who, and they they give them the big chair, and they're like, "No, this guy has to go." Like, it's it's bad. Yeah, like when they who was it they fired? Was Moffat they fired from Doctor Who, and they brought in no. Thingamajig. Moffat was Moffat was the second one they had, or was it? I'm trying to remember. Fuck, Chris. Was... There were the guys that wrote Queer as Folk and stuff, right? Then I think Moffat was the second one. Let me look this up. I should know this. I was going to say, you should know better than I would. I know. He was the guy that brought in... I think he was... Moffat wasn't in charge. Or... Did he do... He might have done a bit of Capaldi, but I can't remember. Because I'm sure oh, it was the other guy. Right. I've got the name, so I know. Russell T. Davis is who brought it back, and he had David. He had David Tennant and uh, Christopher Eccleston. All and right, so the Moffat and Eccleston. 
Moffat wrote episodes, Chris. Oh, but he wasn't but, the showrunner. Oh. Yeah, Davis was the showrunner. He brought it back and was the showrunner for the first two Doctors. Then... Then Moffat took over for Smith, presumably, then? Yeah, Moffat took over for Davis. But he already wrote episodes. He wrote episodes that had River Song and expanded on it, and he was also the one that brought in the Weeping Angels and ruined them yeah. also, but that's... That's that. But the new guy that's taken over, people are not a fucking fan of. Yeah, I've got so right now. Yeah. He's only had he's only had Whitaker so far, hasn't he? That was his first yeah, season. Right. Chipnell's wrote Whitaker and that's it. I don't I want to keep off Doctor Who as much as possible because I'll just wax lyrical for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> yep, I'm I'm well aware. Not, so I'll I'll stay away from that. But I <laughs> Another thing that happened in the Star Wars universe this week, uh, I don't know if you watched the the Disney thing a couple of months ago where they were telling you all the shows that were coming out. They have now cancelled or reportedly put on hold reportedly, Rangers of the New Republic. Alright, no, I didn't know that. It says it might not be happening now because the main character of it Aye, that was the whole (laughs) Yeah, the whole the whole Gina Carano thing. Yeah, Gina does not work for. Do you think they'll recast her? They could. Mm, I don't know. She was mostly in Mando, so I don't know. Theoretically, they could just cancel that show and say we're not doing it, or they could do it with uh, what's her face, uh, Ming what Ming Ming Wanen? Is it Ming Wanen? Oh yeah. But oh no, 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 because she's with Boba Fett. Yeah. So they can't they, do her. They could do- who was the one that we, we thought that it could be our sister? We would just bring someone in and like, yep, this is her now. Kind of doing or, the or, they, or they could just bring, or they could just bring in those two guys that played the Republic guys in it, the ones that were basically like uh, Porkins and Wedge for the TV show, <laughs> but weren't actually Porkins and Wedge. I fucking love they Porkins. Yeah, they could do Star Wars prints money. Yeah, I'm sure if Filoni and them want to do the show enough, they'll find a way. They'll just, just Cara Dune died on the way home to her home planet. Or Cara Dune now has a face <laughs> scar and they've had to change her because she was the, with the Republic and now she wears a mask. Or now oh. she's got a new face. Again, not going back to Doctor Who, how fucking clever is the idea of like our main actor's dying but the show's really big? Oh, he's an alien, so when he, he dies, he gets a new face. Like, that is probably one of the most slick motherfucking things ever on show, especially because they get, uh, William Hartnell's like, you can't replace me, I am Doctor Who, and someone went, let's just I, replace I, him. Watch it. <laughs> I, 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 I watch it. <laughs> well, that, could you imagine sitting there going, I am the show? <laughs> It's probably quite a cruel way to make people scared for their job going, don't forget you're replaceable at any moment that we feel like it, but... Yeah. You see, well, I suppose. Another, you see another guy in a suit? Like It's the best way. Like, 60 years coming up for next year and they can just replace them whenever they fucking want. They're like, yep, you're a woman now. 
Okay, that's, that's a scary thought that you think of a doctor who's been as long, around as long as your parents. Yeah, longer than me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah doctor who's all done, Karen. Yeah, that's No one's invented though. No. Nah. I, I don't think... I think she's... I think it works out that she's technically older than the original Doctor. <laughs> to be perfectly <laughs> fucking honest. I'm pretty sure my grand would be as well, actually, now that you mention that. Because <laughs> she's, she's got to be pushing 90. Because the thing is about that guy, like, he was only, like... Because he looks like an old grandpa. It turns out that Peter Capaldi was, like, two years older than him when he started in the original Doctor. And when you think of the original Doctor... He looks like an old man. Like he looks like, yeah. like a decrepit grandpa. It's it's weird seeing people like from the nineteen fifties, sixties that are like forty five and they look like seventy year old men. And you see Capaldi who doesn't really. Like he still he looks like a aged man, but I wouldn't say that he looked what sixty two. I think yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't say so. Looks fairly young for his age. Yeah. Sorry, I just so, randomly remembered the other piece of kind of nerd adjacent news. Did you hear about you Henry got? Campbell? Are we talk I, I seen it but I wasn't sure if it was if I should bring it up. Are we talking about Highlander? Yeah, Henry Campbell to play to play Connor McLeod. Well, I don't know if it's Connor McLeod he's gonna be playing or if he's just gonna be in a Highlander reboot as a different character. Was Connor because I remember there were a cartoon, a TV show and the films. So, who was in the films? Was it Connor? Uh, was Connor the films or was Connor the TV show? I can't remember. There were I, I think Connor. Duncan was the. I think I think Duncan was the TV show. The only one that I can remember because I'm an idiot is the cartoon show, and his name was Quentin McLeod. Yep, that the ginger one. <laughs> yeah, you like the representation there. Yeah, Duncan McLeod was the TV show. They were fucking terrible films, Chris. Like, <laughs> the I watched the first one a while ago, and I just forgot that the entire op- most of the opening sequence is got is like a two minute sequence of a guy backflipping through a parking garage after watching wrestling. I was just like, really? This is how they open the film. It doesn't even open with a sword fight. They like one sword clash, and then the guy backflips for like two minutes. I was like. Hey, no. This isn't quite as good as I remember it being. Don't get me wrong, it's still not terrible, but it's not exactly a cinematic classic as we all think. No, everyone remembers the soundtrack, or if you're Scottish, you remember that Ramirez is Egyptian, played by a Scottish guy. Uh, Egyptian Spaniard, don't forget. Uh, Egypt- Egyptian Spaniard, <laughs> Egyptian oh yeah. Played, played, by a, played by a Scotsman. And then in the second yeah. one, they decide... They decide to make them aliens as well, so he's all. So now it turns out he was an Egyptian Spaniard, Egyptian, an alien, alien. Egyptian Spaniard, Scotsman. And we get a Frenchman to play a Scot, a Scotsman with like possibly oh, one God. of the worst Scottish accents ever. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I'm thinking about that. We, we could. Imagine I love that film. I'm now thinking about all the things that were wrong with it. I still love it, but yeah, it was pretty fucking ridiculous. If you want to do a Highlander podcast, Chris. Go. If, you... <laughs> if I can find a way if we can watch want... the cartoon in the TV, the cartoon in the live action TV series, I'll figure it out somehow. Yeah, 
save yourselves a pod of this. I am, I am down. Don't don't steal that. Please don't steal that if you like. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm sure no one's going to be thinking about it. I'm sure no one's going to be thinking about ripping us off. <laughs> yeah. It'd be impossible. No one else can talk as much crap for and get distracted by the main point. Yeah, we just went into Highlander. I will watch that film when it comes out. Wherever it goes, I will probably end up watching the the Highlander film and probably hope that the Queen in it, or at least Queen covers. A Muse. I'd be cool with Muse. Oh, that, oh, that'd be a good soundtrack. Actually, that would be good. Yeah. I'm doing the soundtrack. Hmm, I'm a, I'd be on board for that. Also, did you hear that they are now uh, a new Willy Wonka? I, some say TV show and some say film. There are prequel um, film coming. I heard something. Where where did I see it? Two seconds. It was on a Discord I was on. Someone posted about it. With Timothy Chalamet? Chalamet? Timothy Chalamet? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yep, Timothy Chalamet. 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 I don't know. One of those, one of those names. Does actually look a bit like the from the photo I see. Yeah, and the guy directing, I really, really like. It's Paul King, who directed oh, the, the, Bo, the both Paddington films. Oh, right, Which okay. Really, I've not seen them yet, but I've heard good things. The, they're like children's my first... Uh, that's right, Chalamet's going to be in June as well. Oh yeah, I, I remember seeing the trailers for that. But I, uh, who was the guy who directed, uh, fuck, what are they called again? Royal Tenenbaums and stuff like that. Carly Wes Anderson. Director. He's children's Matt Wes Anderson, he's got that sort of like, oh, all, okay. a lot of pastiche to that, like the way that he would, shoot houses with no wall with no front so they can move around rooms but when I've just looked him up he also did fuck, like his first directing like main gig was Garth Marenghi which is possibly one of the greatest TV shows ever but there's a reference and Gar- Garth Marenghi's fantastic Mer- I know <laughs> just think not many people will get that one no, that's something, if you ever listen to this and not seen it, it's on 4OD or find it. I think all of it's on on YouTube also. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. I figured whoever holds the copyright for it probably doesn't give a shit about people pirating it on YouTube. No, it might have been a second season, but it was just too... Because the, they did... The idea of be able to make something that looks so terrible took so much work to make it look so bad. Like it's so perfectly bad, if you know what I mean. Yep. I know what you mean. No, I know what you mean. Like it's it's not it's not. Well, uh, it, looks like... it looks bad. It's much harder to make something look bad on purpose rather than it is to actually make something look bad without trying. Because you get two different ways, and you've got. Was it called Kung Fury? Was that the one that was like? Uh, Kung, Kung, Kung Pao, The Legend of the Fist, or something you're thinking of? No, oh, one. no, Kung Fury has another one. Yeah, Kung Fury is the one, the time-travelling samurai a... guy with rides a robot dinosaur, I think. Yeah, he was a, he was a ninja cop that went back and he had a, a dinosaur that had a machine gun arms, if you remember, or something like that. Yep. It, it was yep. all good. All, all, all good. It was, I'm sure it had David Hasselhoff in the 
in the yeah. in the soundtrack. Yeah. It should be cameo, didn't it? I don't know. I've only seen it once. It was a long time ago. It was on. It seems like something you'd put on when you come home from the pub. Then just remember, like, oh, almost be haunted by it. I think that's exactly how I watched it. Actually, yeah, how... probably is why I don't that. remember too much about it. <laughs> so the last thing that I've got before we go into actual look reviews and talk about thing is <laughs> did. Oh, two things, right? One that I, when I was just looking up comic book news to see if there was anything actually interesting. Do you know Alter Bridge? I think I sent you this so we can both talk about this because I, I feel that we should make this into a into like an audio drama stroke audio play, which is hard rock and band Alter Bridge has provided comic book resources. He's just reconnecting. So uh Wi-Fi network for some reason. So, Alter Bridge is is making an anthology comic release of graphic novels called The Tower of Horror, Tours of Horror, and it will be about Alter Bridge going round, living in horror things and fighting, and fighting demons. So, I cannot remember the last band that I saw that actually did a comic. Apart from, I remember Alice Cooper did a comic for The Last Temptation that I never read. I'm sure Kiss has. Oh, oh well, Kiss have done fucking everything. Gene Simmons will put his... Gene Simmons will slap Kiss and anything he can get his hands on. Yeah, I, I remember that. I'm, I'm looking up bands that have done comics, right? Here's my... Eight bands who have, have their own comic. You have Kiss Market Machine Kisses being all debuted in Howard the Duck number 12. Alice Cooper. <laughs> Did we not talk about that last time? Do you remember I mentioned that Kiss were in Howard the Duck? Yeah, so continuity, Chris, we've done fairly well on this. Slayer yeah, so that, was, comic. that was Kiss's first comic book appearance was Howard the Duck, and then they spun off into yeah. their own series. Yes. Oh, God's sake. <laughs> oh, somehow that is actually perfect. Slayer, Stone Sour, Gawar, Danzig, and My, um, My Chemical Romance. My Chemical Romance count, or is that just because Gerard Way wrote Umbrella Academy, or they actually appeared in a comic? Um, I don't know. It just I've got their name. I'm looking it up now. But on that note, Prince had a DC comic because I remember seeing it as a wee boy, like when I was buying comics as a kid. Like, I was going to say that one... sounds familiar. Now that you've mentioned it, I was like, I'm sure I remember seeing some a Prince comic somewhere. And I'll be honest, I'm. I don't know if I've ever heard Alter Bridge. I'm sure I must have um, at some point. But... Alter Bridge is like one of my favourite things to mention about Alter Bridge. Alter Bridge has the <laughs> idea that they were actually Creed, then they just didn't bother telling Scott Stapp they started a new band and just hoped. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's right. That's why I know the name. <laughs> i got to say, the art looks pretty cool. It's worked on by like actual pros. So that's pretty yeah. cool. I'm trying to see. I'm just doing the art. Art by Brian Level and Dan Brown. Okay, I don't know who any of these people are. When you say Dan Brown, it's a totally different Dan Brown than I would be thinking of anyway, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you. I, I don't yes, know. Yes. 
Yeah, it's not the guy that it's not the guy that wrote the Da Vinci Code. No, but if it was a Creed book, I would be all interested. You like Creed, go, Creed going after like the Cup of Christ and stuff like that. I have sent you the Prince Part Two of comics that you've been in, and it was the one that it looks like. I think it's called like Keys to the Table or something. But those, some of that comic art looks Dan Brown. <laughs> it's one of them. <laughs> oh my god! I'm looking. At, I'm just looking up individual artists, and the guy, one of the guys, Dan Level, just looks like he just draws very Rob Liefeld style characters. Not like, uh, not as badly, but you know the kind of style, like big muscles, big guns, and stuff. At least he can draw feet. Yeah, and enjoy pouches. I like Rob Liefeld is of the time. I follow him on Facebook and he seems like a nice guy and he feels that he, he he's made his money and he, he knows that he did things bad and like he was fucking what what were you doing at at twenty, Chris? Like, this guy was like taking over fucking comic <laughs> books at the age of twenty. And, like, it's he had his own Levi like Lees and stuff, like a gene like, a, a gene sponsorship. I don't know. I like I like this guy Dan Brown's art though. I found a couple of couple of Thunderbolts covers and a Ghost Rider cover he did. Yeah, I'm digging it. I think I mean did I mention to you something's killing the children? I've seen adverts for it, but I've never read something of killing the children. What is it? Uh, pretty good, especially like about this girl who works for some secret organization that kills monsters. It's kind of hard to hard to put to make it sound cool when you say it that way, but it's really good. And so basically, it turns up in this small town and finds this boy that's like the last surviving one from a monster attack, and he kind of helps her hunt down the monsters that killed his friends. I see. It's it's made by Boom. I, I know people that used to work for Boom. I think, and it won uh it won an Isaac. It, 2020 awards for best new best new comic best new series yeah I saw an old comic I've read the first two volumes I think now I think next I think the next issue is out next month it was only I think it was only only supposed to be five or six issues but then it was so popular that they went oh well guess we're making this ongoing then that's very cool coincidentally don't try to look up Aladdin callers is also one of the artists because it just comes up with a lot of dog collars that are they've got Aladdin characters on them. All right, I, I fully understand. <laughs> so I, I have never another watch list. Yeah, <laughs> probably not the first. <laughs> not the first, it won't be last. Yeah, oh, Nick. Oh, I'm just looking up the I'm just looking up the artists to see if any of them are any good, actually. Yeah, quite a few of these artists have done some good stuff, I guess. But... Alter Bridges, you know Alter Bridges bigger over here than they are in America. For some reason, the Brits love them over here. and I'm sure a couple of our pals have seen them fucking hundreds of times also. I'm 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 99% sure I must have seen them at a music festival at some point in my life. Or as a support band somewhere. Yeah, they, they played up from like doing backup sets in the cat house to like 
selling out date. I'm sure they've got a live show of like playing the Badders or something. I can't remember. I, I remember. I like this song. You know, you know the song Metal Lingus. Uh, probably. Ed, Edge uses it as a theme tune in WWE. That's that's how most people, like myself, know who who they are. So another another news thing that I'm not sure if I brought. Up, have you heard that the Rock mixing from see the see the link there? The Rock is playing another DC superhero this time, but animated. <laughs> yep, I did see that. You didn't playing, mention it to me, but I did. But I did see it. Crypto. He's playing Crypto, which is going to be directed um, by the the guy that made the Batman Lego movies, which are co-written by the guy that did yeah. the, the Batman Lego movies. That, that is, is simultaneously, cool. it's simultaneously the stupidest piece of casting I've ever seen, but also the greatest. It's like Vin Diesel playing Groot. It's like, what? It's just so ridiculous. You know something that seemed like after Vin Diesel got cast for Groot, there were rumours that because his voice is there, he was going to play Black Bolt. Yeah. And if you put Vin Diesel in the Black Bolt outfit, it would really work. But yeah, but that was that was that like of the cinematic Marvel universe that we, as we know now. Is Inhumans the only thing that kind of failed? Pretty much, but they tried because they tried to make the movie a backdoor pilot for a TV show. It was a TV also, show. Yeah, there was yeah yeah. The Inhumans was a TV show. Remember they did like six episodes or something. I heard that they gave them as much money as I take to the pub as a budget. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because it was like, yeah. it, they, like the first episode was like an IMAX release, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an IMAX. It was. I watched that thing on about the failure of it. That the thing that the uh, what her hair with the ginger one with a bad wig. It was a terrible, terrible wig, and they just cut her hair because her powers like was the hair was it not? Like she not got super awesome hair that can like grab and make her love it yeah. and stuff. So they just cut off her hair, so they didn't have to, didn't need to use that. I thought, in fairness, I, in fairness, there were some good, mo- there were some good moments of the TV show. I just, overall, it was terrible. But there was some kind of, there was a couple of good bits. I remember thinking the characters were, the actual actors were all right. If nothing else, just the script I've, was terrible. I've never really read it. I've only seen them in cartoon shows where they've showed up, or on like. Metalist used to wear Alex Ross style t-shirts of black book the family and you probably know the photo I'm talking about it's like they're all standing there in a sort of line that was done by Alex Ross alright apparently they're in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well what the Inhumans yeah they, they were a couple of seasons I don't know if it was the same the same guys no, I, don't think so. no, I, think it was a, I think it was a separate continuity from what I'm seeing what, here what they were actually doing, like the guy that was running Marvel at the time, wanted to bring in the Inhumans because they didn't own X Men. They were like, "Why don't we just make the Inhumans our X Men since we don't own it? Let's fucking kill off all the X Men and don't do any match for them, and bring in the Inhumans as our X Men." See on the X Men note, did you watch the the weird X Men? 
TV show that had April Ludgate from Parks and Rec and the guy from Downton Abbey in it that I can't remember the name of. It was the one that was Professor X's son and he was in like, a mental institute or something. Oh, oh, Legion. Yeah. Yeah, I watched, well, I don't know. I watched. I think I watched most of the first season. I never finished it. And then they did, I think they did two, two or three seasons. I have watched, I think I watched the first episode and not to sound like a pervert, the episode that she climbed out of her fountain and she had no pants on and you could see her bum just because it, that was, I heard about it and I was like, I'll watch it. Because she's playing like an old man or something and stuck in that body. So, yeah, because I remember, I remember it had Aubrey Plaza, oh, Aubrey Plaza's who you're thinking of from Parks and Rec. Yeah, it was Dan Stevens who was in that show that I mentioned a minute ago. Uh, he played Matthew Crawler, Crawley in Downton Abbey. All right, okay. Never seen it. We'll talk off air about that, Chris. <laughs> Downton Abbey is like one of the best things I've ever watched in my life. It's great. Like, honestly, man. Trust me. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> should I watch Legion? Is that... I'm, I think it's on Disney Plus, like, on the stars bit, because they've thrown everything else in to that. Don't surprise me. Yeah, obviously I watch Legion. Legion, because Legion's the whole... Because, you know, Legion's the... Both Legion's the main character that kicks off Age of Apocalypse. He's the one that goes back and accidentally kills his own dad, is it not? Yep, he's he's plans to go back and kill Magneto, but then I can't remember if Mag- Xavier dies in front of the bullet or if he just or if Magneto misdirects it to, away from him and accidentally hits Professor X. I'd need to dig out the comics out of my long box to check. At the time, I'm sure Charles jumps in front of it. <laughs> I'm sure. I've got all four parts of the book in my my long box sitting over there. The eight, oh, part there were two X Factor books that PC'd it. I've got a couple of Age of Apocalypse books, but it's the the weird ones. I'm sure I've got. Uh, let me let me look up and I'll tell you what I've got. I'm sure I've got X Men. Is it? Did they do X Men Prime and stuff too? Was that? So it what starts off, it was other, like, the storyline, there were Legion Quest. I'm sure that was the X-Factor. Then so X-Men Alpha, Excalibur, Gambit and Externals, Generation Next, Astonishing Men, then there were the Weapon X comics, X-Factor, Amazing X-Men, X-Man, who, to this day, I don't know what, the, what X-Man is. Like, I just remember him being a wee bit of like He's like a spin up, he's like kind of almost like cable, I think, if I remember right. Yeah, was he not a. He's an alternative version of cable, it says here. Sounds right. But he was just a wee bit too sexy. Like he had like the. Like the cut yeah, imagine, the... imagine if someone drew Superboy as cable, is what I remember him looking like. I could be completely off on that, but that's what I remember. Oh, yeah, he, he's got a almost Eddie Vedder esque look to him, 
like a '94 Eddie Vedder with yeah. sort of like not long, not short hair and stuff. But on that note, '90s Superboy was cool as fuck. Like the one that wore the that had the the undercut. The, 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 the punk rock Superboy. Yeah. On on that note, also that's the Thor that's meant to be in this new film, the new Thor movie. Is like you know '90s Thor with the ponytail, the goatee, in the sleeveless leather jacket, and he had a mace. Wait, what film is this? What Thor? Remember '90s yeah. Thor. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sorry, yes, I do, yes, sorry. I thought you were talking about a new movie. I thought you were talking about the new movie that's coming out. I was like, has there even been anything? I was like, they're doing Young Thor in that? They're getting rid of Chris Hemsworth? No, they're, they're no. bringing back. <laughs> I, I love like, looking back and what they've done to characters in the 90s. Like, everyone had a mullet. Everyone had, like, long... Superman, if you remember, Superman had that super sexy long curly <laughs> mullet going on. You're like, come on. Oh, look, Clark Kent has long hair now, and so does fucking Super... Why did no one look into that? Because comics. Yeah, but because... also, also, why did they decide mullets all of a sudden in the 90s? It's like mullets had been out of fashion for at least a decade, a decade at that point. Did DC but... and Marvel just together and decide we're bringing mullets back? I, I don't know. Like, like, the was, other... there, was it like a writer or an artist on each staff that just had a mullet and went, fuck you, we're bringing it back? I think no one just stopped them because they just went, this is how we're drawing it now. Superman has long hair. He cut his hair for his wedding. I remember that. That was a big thing. Did Martha and... and... Fuck, I've forgotten Superman's dad's name now. Jonathan. Did Martha and Jonathan get a haircut, you happy? And make him for his wedding? He cut it off with a... Because I thought it was... He cut it off by lasering into a mirror. And shaves yeah, like that too. I, yeah, I did wonder if I was misremembering that because I'm sure I remember something about Superman cutting his hair with his laser eyes, but I wasn't sure if I made that up or if it was just something that was in like no. some kind of fan fic or something, but I guess it no. must have been true then. That happened. Am I making this up? You know how Gambit wore the whole thing that covered the back of his head and stuff? Yeah. Did he have a hole for his ponytail? Yes, I believe he did. <laughs> What I don't know if he did all the time. I think eventually they changed it more to more like a kind of bandana thing. Mm. But yeah, originally he had it, and it was like a kind of it kind of covered his the back of his head and the top, but like not like the kind of back bit of the top. If I'm right, Cause, cause I think it it's been through, I think it, I think it's been through a few redesigns over the years. But yeah, you're no, you're not making that up. Right. So he had the thing that was like a balaclava, but his ears in his face was out in the top of his hair. And he had a wee kind of like a wee plug at the back so his mullet could like fucking go free through it. Yeah, I'm sure he did at one point. I'm just looking to pictures. All the ones I can find, it's only got like the circular bit, so his hair sticks out the top. I can't find any with just the back bit, but I'm 99% no. sure that existed. I'm meaning that he's still got the top bit going, right? But right. There's a hole at the back that where his ponytail would come through. And there were. Like, there was another thing that I always like. If I was a superhero, I would do it too because I think it's cool as fuck. There was like they had the uniform, but they would throw a jacket over it too because they might get cold. Look, like Gambit did it. Oh, uh, wait, oh, uh, what's her name done it? Rogue done it. Like they would like, individual flair. I'm sure uh, Jubilee done it also. I think so, yeah. 
No, I can't, think, can't find any pictures with Gamba with the bo- with ponytail sticking out the back. Maybe we are making this up. There are easy. There, there are two phrases you've not looked into, Chris, which you've not just wrote Gambit and Mullet. No, I've looked. No, I've, no, I've typed in Gambit, Gambit Marvel ponytail. Oh, he had it in the cartoon. Oh, okay, that might explain it then. That's probably where I'm thinking of it from. I'm guessing he doesn't uh, smoke either also, also, That's right, because it also had bits for his ears as well. So his ears yeah. stuck out of it. Because he got it made to hear, Chris. Come on, the fuck. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Look, I guess Apart he doesn't smoke. Apart from that, I'm just getting the picture the Queen's Gambit TV show. I'm looking under this now and they were showing you all the different Gambit Gambit outfits and stuff. Yeah, there's so, one where he's got a bandana on and he's just it's just like an actual bandana and his hair's he's just got the ponytail sticking out. Because I'm I'm not sure like, if Gambit's still going in the Marvel cinema, the Marvel universe because the way he dresses and stuff is just nineties as fuck. Like it's pretty much like a full on like onesie a jacket. In giant blue, like sparkly boots, like they're nothing cool about that. Pretty much, yeah. But I still think he must be going. He's one of the he's one of those guys will never write out. He's far too popular. But are we are we thinking because we are both nineties comic readers and think that, and people just look at him now and they're like, he's a sex effect. <laughs> in fact, I remember him being in Avengers vs X Men. That's one of the last X Men comics I read. So I know he was in that, which was not recent, fairly recent. Well, I'm saying fairly recent. It could have been like the last anywhere between five and ten years. Yeah. My sense of You're asking if fucking Avril was still Batman and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I do like that, the Avril Batman stuff, but that was weird. All right, so there's... Is, is that is that the news? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I can't even remember what, what, what new topic we're on about to get onto the stuff. Right. So there were three shows. Oh, we've got yeah. two shows. That we've got the Bad Batch. We've got Modoc, and we've got Army of the Dead. And there was something I noticed in Army of the Dead, or two things that I wanted to talk about because I was really confused about. Right. Okay. We're gonna so we can hit Army of the Dead first then. Let's do Army of the Dead first and the other two because we'll probably just go, yeah, we both enjoyed them. Modoc felt like robot checking. Or do you want to do the two other ones first? Yeah, because... let's go Army of the Dead. Seeing as we've already started, we might as well go there. Right. Army of the Dead, what did you think of it? Yeah, mostly mostly enjoyed it, actually. thought it was pretty good. Like Big, Obviously, like Big Dave in it. But that's a given. Big Dave was actually pretty fantastic, and he wore glasses, which is always, <laughs> as me and you spoke about off air, was that you don't get many bespectacled heroes. And Dave rocking a pair of thick specs was kind of fun. You, you can also, you can also see why they kept him shirtless for the entirety of Guardians of the Galaxy because trying to find any clothes that they can stuff him into is a bit of a challenge. Oh, that was something that didn't like, come even his army, even like even like even like he's even like he's streetwear, like he's kind of get up gear, like when they're getting ready, like you know, doing the actual invasion, it still looks like they've stuffed him into something that was about three sizes too small for him. Do you remember? And I think it was Rocco's Modern Life, though, a character called Really Really Big Man. Yes, I do. 
the it's got that sort of value to it. Like he, he doesn't fit in with normal human, and like when he's he's trying to play a character, like he's this big giant muscle, living living giant muscle, but he's got like emotional issues, and like wants to become a chef and stuff, and you're like. He just wants to smash people. But there are Dave the Dave documentary on the WWE network and like he suffered from depression and like he collects if you look this up, Dave Batista lunchboxes, Chris, he is a massive collector of American lunchboxes. Like you know the, oh, right. the metal ones. Yeah, like like someone else who we're no longer allowed to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I so, too. Did you think? Did you think he's? I was just. I was just looking up the cast list there because something was bugging me that whole film. The, the woman that plays his daughter. Does the woman that plays his daughter look a lot like um, Robin Tunney that was in Prison Break to you? You know the one that played Michael's wife. Yeah, I I couldn't remember I, I Robin. Could get, I, I could not get. A, I could not get her a, like a younger version of her out of my head while I was watching that movie. I was like, that's. Exactly what she should like. I just kept going. Is that Robin Tunney? Can't be. She's far too young. Oh, yeah, but looking at it now, she looks very, very much like Robin Tunney. It's it's, it's the cheeks. I feel yeah, that up. and the hair as well, and just the general facial features overall. It's a, it's a strange one. So, right, there were a couple of things that I picked up on, and I, I know I'm not the only person because I looked up to. We'll talk about, right, first of all, Tignaratero was fucking awesome in it. Where I don't know if you know that she wasn't actually with anyone in the film. She was actually a recast for... I have, her- I have heard about this. I don't know who she was, who the recast her at from, but oh, I heard she... that... Chris the... Diella, he was, you would, he was a, he's a comedian that you would have known him from. He was a guy that fucking played like he was in Undateables, Whitney, The Good Doctor, and he was in this film You. He was also the one that everyone remembers doing a uh, Eminem impression. I'll probably recognise him. Christy, oh, oh, I recognise the name now. Yeah, because I I heard he was accused of some things. So they had to recast him, and basically she was green screened into the entire thing. Green screened into the entire film. Not met any of the cast members ever. Hmm. In fairness, then it wasn't actually too badly done, all things considered. I mean, don't get me wrong. I guess yeah, I can see it now. Now that I think about it, I can kind of see it. But oh yeah, but uh, if you didn't know what you were looking for, you wouldn't pick it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I heard about it, so I was I was like, it's always really weird every time that she's in it. It's always a pretty much close up on her face or on her standing herself. You're like, she's a loner. <laughs> yeah, she's a loner because she didn't film it. <laughs> oh, good point, eh? Because they'd have had to have done that whole helicopter scene. Oh, wait, should we do a spoiler warning here for anyone that's not yeah. seen it? We're going to well, spoil this film. Yeah, we're going to spoil the show. Yeah, because I'm trying to think how they would have done the whole helicopter scene, but they've had to reshot the scenes with her in the cockpit, or were they just keyed her in? No, they just keyed her in. It, it says here, right, uh, Tigner yeah, right. was announced to be replacing Diella, and he's been cut out of film because of sexual misconduct. 
Obrocles and restricted reshooting or Nick Turles inserted into the film by a combination of shooting scenes opposite in an act, as an acting partner, as well as using dismal composition. Snyder says the process cost a few million dollars, but the decision to uh, replace DL was fairly easy. So she was oh, just. Aha, I've just spotted where I recognise. Sorry, I'm just trying to recognise where I think where I recognise the Japanese guy from, and I've just looked him up as well. Haruku, where do you know yeah. this man from? You know Yuki Sanada. He is Scorpion. Yep, that was exactly where I was thinking. I've seen him recently, but he was also in Westworld, the TV show, which I quite enjoyed. I have watched one season of that. Because someone told me the music was good, and I did not get what was fucking going on at all. Like, I I watched it back to back to back, and I was just like, "This is just weird." And I wanted to get it. Like, it's one of those ones that's on HBO, and I thought this will be this will be awesome. I'll give this a chance. And, I was thinking right. in some Japanese films I've seen as well. He was in the Ring and Spiral, the prequel to the Ring. Or the sorry, the first ring film because ring wasn't actually the first ring film. If that makes sense, I I fully get that. I seen the ring in the cinema. They played the ring, then they played the Japanese ring right behind each other. One of those. Do you remember the the Odin's horror nights? Yep. Oh, also, I must have seen him wear that. Oh, he was in Shogun Assassins. He okay. was in. Avengers Endgame. He's the one that uh, hot guy hunts down in Japan and. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, okay. I was thinking who was in that, but now that you've mentioned it, yeah, I can remember his face in it now. He's been acting since 1966, which. Jesus. That's... Oh wait. No, you're right. Nineteen. Well, 1965 is the earliest movie credit I can see for him. He's 60. God, looks looks good for a 60-year-old. I would have not thought that at all, to be no. honest. But then again, living in Japan, I know that Japanese people can look a lot younger than they than they actually are. That's something <laughs> I've never brought up and always was interested, and I'm not sure if this is the place to do it in the middle of a fucking... I was talking about this. Oh, he was, in, what, he was, the Wolverine, he was in the Wolverine as well. And he was also in Lost. He was in Lost. I forgot about that. I do remember him in Lost. Who, who was he in Lost? Was he Jin's father or something? Uh, uh, Dojin, he's called. He was in one, two, three, four, five episodes. I can't I remember. Don't I don't know if he was like some... Was he an actual... Like, was he on the mm-hmm. island kind of person? Or was he a... Was he a flashbacky? Um, I think... I think part of it was a flashback, but I'm sure he was on the island as well. He was, as I say, he was pretty important in the episodes he was in. I think he was one of the others. Well, let me look up Lost Olden. Because he wasn't... Lost... Uh, just came up Lost Dogs. Thank you, Dyslexia. <laughs> uh, while, you're do- while you're doing that, I'll, think, I'll say, say about the other thing about uh, Army of the Dead that I noticed. Oh yeah, nope. he was a very important other. He's in season season seven, and he had long hair. Right, yep. it, right. What did you notice? 
don't know. I just I maybe I don't know if these were. I don't know if it was deliberate, but it looked like there was a lot of aliens references in it. Like as in aliens, the film, which, as you know, is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes. Because for a you... start, there was the red bandana on the badass woman whose yeah. name escaped me right now, which was quite, you know, that's. I just immediately went, and is that a reference to Vasquez? And then there was another scene, and I think it was actually her that says to someone else, you don't see them screw, you don't see them fucking each other over, which is, you know, direct quote from Ripley to Burke. Oh, is it Ripley or is it Vasquez that says it? May actually be Vasquez that says it. Crap, I'm going to need to look that up. That's all. I didn't pick up on. I, I don't want to be the guy, but I, I didn't actually pick up on that at all. I think it's just because, as, as I say, Alien is one of my favorite movies, so I think it's that's why I picked up on it. Like it's just something that's so obvious to me, just because the amount of times I've seen that film. And I'm I'm sure they must be. There's no way those were accidental. Sorry. I'm sure, so I'm sure there must be more that I've missed. Plus, I'm oh. pretty sure the plus I'm pretty sure the the zombies in it were actually meant to be of alien origin. Yes. Did you notice was... something? Right. Did you notice that there were some zombies that had blue or ro- red eyes in like, robots? Yes. Also, they, would... also, it looked like they had kind. Of, they had, some of them had blue blood as well. People like the talking... zombie baby. Oh yeah, it was a blue baby because it was aliens. Because as you know that. And they said mentioned area fifty one as well. I picked up on that. Yeah, but uh, one of the because you know that they're going to be a TV show and a and a prequel. With the German guy, the German guy's getting an army of thieves prequel, and the they're German... going to be a t- the safecracker guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> of all the that characters felt... you could pick to spin off, <laughs> but okay, I guess. But do you know when they were doing like the what do you call it again when they te- like test audience and stuff? He was everyone's favorite character. Yeah, when I can see he... that. I can imagine people liking him. So right now we've got a prequel with him, Army of Thieves, and it will take place before the events of Army of Thieves, focus on his character or just when all that shit starts going down in Las Vegas in the bank, people don't know how to deal with the money and he goes and steals it all, helps people steal it. Then an anime style called Army of the Dead Lost Vegas will centre around some of the characters my mum was dead during the early phases of the zombie outbreak. All right. Okay. But how did she get pregnant, you think? Do you think that there were there were zombie fucking, like, Night of the Living Dead too, Or do you think well, that she was already pregnant? Yeah, I don't know. You do kind of, you just kind of see them kind of... You do, I think, do you see them kissing or do you just see them kind of nuzzling? They, they kind of... I kind of remember if they actually kissed, but yeah, I don't know. It seems like... Possibly zombie lovemaking, but not Night of the Living Dead too. So, no, no. So, on that note, I, I don't know if this is the time to do it, but I looked up on because we were talking about a zombie film. I looked up and I got a list of Empire 
Empire's top 20 zombie movies, and I'd like you, I'm going to mention them to you, and you're going to tell me if you've seen them. I'm pretty sure I can tell you right now what's going to be number one, but go ahead. Do you want to tell me what's number one? And because I've already read well, this list. Well, it's either it's either going to be Night of the Living Dead or it's going to be Dawn of the Dead. Well, you you've fucking knocked out of the park. The, the, the top two. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, let me guess: Night of the Living Dead number two, Dawn of the Dead number one, or oh, other way around. Maybe oh, maybe the other way around because Night was the very first. Dawn of the Dead so number maybe... one, Day of the Dead is number two. Day of the Dead, really? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, weird choice. Right. So then we've got twenty-eight days later, which is fantastic, but uh, yep. the Americans didn't like it because you seen a male's penis in it. That was. Did you? I can't even remember that. Oh, uh, fairness... I never even noticed. In fairness, I never even noticed Doctor Manhattan is big blue dong in Watchmen. So clearly, I'm not very observant. Just not picking up on penises, Chris. No, no problem <laughs> with that. Shaun of the Dead's in here. Look, yep. people of our generation, it's. It's a calling card that's everyone's watched it or had a poster or something. First film was the Cornetto trilogy. Yep, knew that would be on there. Uh, I'm gonna guess maybe. Uh, oh, keep going through eventually. A movie I've never heard of, but four words it says at the beginning: zombies on a train, train to Busan. It's a Korean train to, movie. Oh, train, to Busan. train to Busan is brilliant. Is it? Yeah, really. It's really, really good. Sequel's not that great, but the first one is absolutely amazing. So one of the best films Top five. I've never seen it. I've never heard of it. So is it worth a watch? Is it worth something for me to find? Uh, if you can be arsed with subtitles, or you can find a dubbed version because it's Korean, I believe. Yep. Korean film. Right. So, oh yeah, num- of course, because of course, of course, that's where Bassan is. Okay, go ahead. On Night of the Living Dead is number six. You know what? I'll, I'll really? probably should have... number six. The very like the movie that pretty much invented the modern zombies. Well, in fact, pretty much the film that invented zombies. Yeah, I've now sent you the the list also, so you can you can come through with me. Okay, let me pull oh. that. I'm about halfway down. I'm on number number six going on to seven since we're going up the way instead of down because you wanted to know what number one was because you have no patience. <laughs> Which would have been... Okay, the, I, uh, you're about number six. Let me see. Which would have been okay. the best episode of, of uh, Top of the Pops where they just start and went, this is number one. If you don't care about anything else on here, you can fuck <laughs> off. Yeah, oh, brain dead. Next, number seven. Brain, I like Brain Dead. It's, I love how the, that guy ended up going on to win an Oscar. And... Was, yeah, Peter Jackson. I always forget if it was Peter Jackson or Sam Raimi. Because I know they both kind of did horror before they got their big breaks. He did Evil Dead, I think. Yeah, Sam Raimi was Evil Dead. Oh, I should have remembered that because of blowing cars in every Spider-Man movie as well. Every movie that he's made. Every, yep, every movie. You, you know that story as well about Bruce Campbell trying to destroy it so many times. Yeah, they actually that they actually got like fucking think they got like uh, not loaner cars like they built like replica cars so that Bruce Campbell could never find the original. 
fucking hell. Because he hated so, that car so much because it broke down so much that every set he was on, he would try and find ways to destroy it. Do you think that car will show up in the multiverse of madness then? Yeah, I'm sure we'll see. I'm sure we'll see uh, Benedict Cumberbatch driving that through like a space portal or something. Do you think that uh, Bruce Campbell show up in, in that oh, also? I, I hadn't thought about it, but now I really hope he does. <laughs> play, I, oh, play, 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 a, play a multiverse version of Doctor Strange. That would be brilliant. That would work. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> I would I would actually be brilliant. I'd, I'd actually pay to see Bruce Campbell just in like a kind of what if movie of playing Doctor Strange now. Either that, like if they brought him in for about twenty seconds playing Mephisto, and he's like, "Ha <laughs> Mephisto!" And that's it. I would just punch the sky and just leave, and I'm like, we've got Mephisto. <laughs> Mephisto confirmed. Yeah, he's, but his name is just Ma. Festo. <laughs> oh, oh god, that'd be brilliant. Just to really, oh god, how many people would that piss off? But we just make us yeah. so happy. But they already fucking bait and switched us with uh <laughs> with Quicksilver. That's true. Oh god, the more I'm thinking about this, the more I need to see it now. Wow, god damn it! I just need Bruce Campbell in a mainline Marvel movie now. He was in. Uh, he was, he was in. What was it? Oh, he was in the Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi ones. Ah, uh, no, I mean, no, sorry, I mean like the new mainline Marvel ones. Oh, not, not yet. He will show up though. Yeah, because they don't technically count. That's what they, that's what they bring back Raimi for a Marvel film. Yes, he he's doing multiverse, multiverse of madness. No, that's also oh, what is fuck. I thought that was Taika Waititi, but he's doing Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, that's that's why the whole conversation came up, Chris. Fuck's sake. <laughs> that's how bad my memory's getting these days. I can't remember what was talked about 10 seconds ago, never mind fucking yesterday. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Let's get back to the zombie list then. Zombie list. Wreck. So, number eight. Have you seen Wreck? I've seen Wreck. I'm sure I've watched Wreck. Like, after it's a party good. or something. Like, I've it's watched good. with people. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. I'm not a big fan of found footage, but that is pretty good. And also, they remade an remade an American version with someone who that you'll know. Uh, they remade it, and it was called Quarantine. I think I've seen that. Yep. Who was in uh, Quarantine? Uh, Dexter's sister from the TV show. I can't remember the actress's name. I, I know exactly who you're talking about, but I have not seen the. the I've, maybe I've seen Quarantine. But I know I've seen Wreck after the pub with some people, and it's you don't watch films with subtitles after you've came in drunk. It's not something no. you should. Nah, not the best idea. No. Speaking of the best, speaking of not the best idea, the next film to not watch when you're drunk. A Reanimator. <laughs> I have never seen Reanimator. The most knowledge uh, I have of Reanimator. Is the video covers in Blockbuster? You know what I mean? Yeah, yep. It was a, it was the pure eighties video, the pure eighties cover. Yeah, it's, it's it's bizarre. Put it that way. I always thought it was I always thought it was a Cronenberg movie, but it says directed by Stuart Gordon. Okay. Um, 
The only line from here I picked up on, two fellow scientists attempt to steal the reagent as a rising pile of zombie corpses and a a severed haired oral sex scene. It swirls in pulpy blend of horror and comedy. I like this. It's probably something I... I, I think it was one of those, Yeah, I think it was one of those ones that was banned in the eighties, probably. A good old video nasty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Could be wrong. Oh, next and next on the list, number ten. The Return of the um, Living Dead. Which I could be wrong, but I believe is the film that actually coined the term brains or the, the stereotype of zombies eating brains. Because it was that was actually never mentioned in any of Romero's films. I think that was. I think it was Return of the Living Dead. Was they actually do say brains in it, and that's where the that's where the actual thing comes from. Nothing to do with Romero. It says here on that list. It says O'Brien came up with the running uh, dead depiction, zombies harboring for a specific hunger for brains, and gave them oh, the ability to speak. Yeah, it's like third line oh, from the bottom. Oh well, I should have, oh well, I should have read the description first before I said that then. But the thing so is. I you were talking about your memory there, Chris. You just knocked out some facts that were right in front of you that you didn't know were there. Like, that's fairly yep. impressive. Yeah, it's amazingly weird shit. I remember. I think that someone else told me that a few weeks ago. It, it's, that seems like almost smoking area talk. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like facts that you don't give a fuck about. That we're going to talk about. Yeah, like one that will come up in a pub quiz. Some the one that will come up at a pub quiz. Sometimes someone will go, "Where the hell do you even know that?" And you just go, mm, "No, but one of the quiz." Have you heard of number eleven of this of One Cut of the Dead? Nope, this is a new one to me. That's fairly recent, two thousand nineteen. Shin 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 Ichiro Ueda. I'll let you butcher those names, Chris. You live there, right? Shin Ichiro. It's because it's got. It's because it's got the. Fucking hell, I've forgotten what that grammar is now. The. Why can I not remember the name of that? I can not remember what you call that. The apostrophe. Fuck's sake, how did, I, how did I not remember what an apostrophe was for a second? Because it's got the apostrophe in his name, which makes it look a bit odd. The only person I think of with an apostrophe in their name is Darcy. Yeah, it's also because in Japanese, generally speaking, I don't even know if that, I don't think the apostrophe even exists in Japanese because it's not part of the grammar. I could be wrong, I'm sure if I'll ask a friend and they'll probably go, nope, you're completely wrong. Nope, but I'll add it to the list because it, I pretty much like everything else in the list so far. The, so the 2004 remake of Dawn of the Dead. Yep, another Snyder one. That was, that was weird. That, that had the zombie baby. That had another... What is... The Snyder a thing for zombie babies? Because I've just realised that's Army of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead have both had zombie babies in them. Chris, that's sort of like words there can ruin a man's career. <laughs> <laughs> Does he like zombie babies? You're like, oh no. He, he's a fan <laughs> of the Lost Prophets too. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. That, oh, speaking of that, the very uh, Army of the Dead ending with a very on-the-nose song, which I don't think Snyder might not know what that song is about. What song was it again? Is Cranberry, Zombies. Oh, yeah, it's about fucking the war. Yeah, it's about the troubles. troubles. (laughs) I get the feeling Snyder just chose that because it sounded cool and didn't really know the context. 
or maybe it doesn't. He's comparing that film to Civil Warfare. Um, I suppose it does. Yeah. I suppose it doesn't end with them bombing a city right enough, so possibly. The thing also I noticed from it was, did you notice they had lots of like happy sounding, hot like distressing music? They had like a really nice cover of Bad Moon Rising and stuff in there. Yeah, I caught. Yeah, yeah, I knew you were going to catch the credence there. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do up. like. To... What else was on that? There were a couple that was just like singer songwriter wistfulness. I think I'm pretty sure. Was Regina Spectre on the soundtrack? I'm sure I remember hearing her at some point. I'm just looking up now. Because I can't actually I can't actually remember much of the soundtrack. I do remember it being kind of... Don't like a lot of go through what was on it. Yeah, I've just got the last up. Yeah, let's go. So we have Suspicious Minds by Elvis Presley. Viva Las Vegas with Richard Cheese, which there's a name you've not heard from since the fucking... Yeah, that's early to... that's Yeah, that's like an Obi Wan reference. A name I've not heard in a long time. Nightlife, Elvis Presley, Bad Moon Rising, Theo Gilmore, which will end up on our Spotify playlist of mine pretty soon, probably. <laughs> yep. The Raven, the Ravenettes, the end. Which see the bit where they went on the left and they were playing that... Do You Want to Hurt? Can I assume that was a cover of the Doors? Yeah, it, it was because I remember the. Culture club. Yeah, right in the lift. Got a damn wrong. WWV 86D Act 3, Scene 2, Secret Trog March, Secret Funeral March. So, Here, got a damn wrong. I just think of Monster Magnet. Oh, and apparently the, the cover of the Cranberries was acoustic, not the original. It was. I was slowed down a wee bit. It's still yeah. better than the that something wolves cover. Like there were a someone did a cover of Zombie last year. It was metal. And it was really bad a couple of years ago. She was actually meant to sing in, but she died a couple of weeks before she did her verse. Who was that? Oh, um, Black Wolves or Big Wolves? Or... That's right. Yep. <laughs> So, I remember that original Dawn of the Dead is one of my favourite films ever from being a child, but the thing was, it felt really fucking long, like, back then, but I think, just thinking about it, it was a regular, a regular, like, length movie, but there was so much passage of time in it that I took it for ages, because I think it passes, like, six years or something. It also had uh, Tom Sylvini in it. I'm sure that uh, Dawn of the Dead also had Tom Sylvini in it. Uh, I think so. You could be right. I know I know Tom Sylvini didn't make a gift. He said Tom Sylvini, right, didn't you? Yeah. Tom yeah. Sylvini. Yeah, he definitely made a guest appearance in... I'm sure he was. I'm sure he did a guest. He was in Dawn. I don't think he did the makeup effects for the first one, though. I think someone else did the first one. I just came to without looking it up. It's just came back to me. Tom Zovini was a preacher on the television in Dawn of the Dead, two thousand and four. All right. Okay. In the... I know, and um, thank you, George Romero was a 
news presenter or a TV editor or something to do with TV in it as well? I know that the the hero from the first one, the black dude, was was on the news talking, maybe even talking to George Romero. All right, okay. No, I, didn't care. I don't remember that, but I need to rewatch that now. Do you know that here's something that I years and years and years passed. Do you know that was Kel's dad and Keenan Kel or Keenan's dad? Really? Yes. Keenan's dad's oh. Ken Forte, I think his name is. Ken Forte, that. let me. He's been in a good couple of like B movies. Ken Forte, then an E at the end. Oh, right. Okay. That's, the... yeah, that's interesting. In fact, I don't right? remember. Kel, apart from Ori Soda. He's never a massive character in a. He's one of the longest stayed characters in Saturday Night Live. All right. Wait, a minute. you talking? You talking about the guy from? You talking about guy from Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead? Guy from Dawn. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the actor from the original. Ten four. And I was like, because I'm looking up him, I was like, he's hardly been in anything. No, I'm talking about Ken four. F O R E E. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I know I should have recognised the name there better, but I don't know why I was getting mixed up. I was like, I'm sure that, because I was like, yeah, I'm 99% sure that's not the guy I'm thinking of, because I would recognise that name. Yeah, Ken Forey? I'm not quite sure how you pronounce that. He has been in so much. Yeah, been in several Rob Zombie films. Yeah, as Rob Zombie's a big geek like ourselves, Chris, like, he just Hires all his heroes that's been in these films. Yeah, Tom. If you might as well. I'm sure Tom. He's hired Tom Salvini and. Oh, he was the. He was. Oh, he was the in Halloween. He was the guy in the toilet that fights Michael Myers. In the new Halloween. Yeah, and the yeah, and Rob Zombie's Halloween. To, no, the Rob Zombie's Halloween, the 2007 one. That's who he was. He was the guy in the toilets. So I was like, who was he in Halloween? And then I just remembered the scene. Big Joe Grizzly. Yeah, it was just when I saw the name Big Joe because I was like, and I was like, Big Joe, oh, that's right, yeah, because it's they needed someone that would actually make Michael Myers look big in that film because I can't remember who they had as Michael Myers, but it was fucking huge. So they had oh. to pick someone believable, and they were like, oh, yeah, he's so they picked like one of the other biggest actors they knew just to look, still look small next to him. They got ex WCW wrestler Tyler Main, who that's who went... it was Tyler Main. Who also played Sabretooth, if you want a comic connection. There you go. I do remember mm-hmm. that. Yep. It never never came back as Sabretooth. They brought in a guy that it never for the emotional conception of him and Wolverine worked all right, but he, that wasn't Sabretooth to me. <laughs> what you talking about Taylor May or are you talking about uh, my boy? I'm talking and about your the, boy. Talking about my boy uh, Lee Schreiber. Lee Schreiber's awesome, don't get me wrong, I think he's fucking brilliant, but he brought a weight that Sabretooth didn't really need. He was also the bomb of Phantoms. He was the bomb of Phantoms. Do you know that he's always <laughs> been hinted to be to be playing Chris Benoit in the Chris Benoit movie? Like His name comes up every time, that's who the, the fans want and the directors want for Ring of Hell. I, I could see, actually, I could see that. 
he's a spit and he would work really well. Yeah. No, yeah, I can actually see that. Like in terms of like, you know, kind of stage presence and kind of the same kind of physical build. As long as he yeah. just doesn't do hundreds of steroids and gets himself in the same sort of mess. <laughs> let, let me say something that you've probably not heard. Number 13 in a list, Chris, of over uh, oh, over yeah, sidebar. <laughs> yeah, the, the sidebar to Army of the Dead. It's then turned into a sidebar. Which means it came of me asking you what of these movies have you seen? Because I know that you're a zombie fan or a gore hound. Is how I remember what it was referred to as. Yeah, a bit of both. Yep, next in the list is Zombieland. That was very good. Do you want me? I've still never seen the sequel. Oh, it's on. It's on my uh, now TV. So if you wanted to watch it, like you can just watch. So under the password that I give you. I'll oh, maybe check it out. Do you want to? Next, no. next on the list, one we've seen being filmed. Yep. Number 14, World War Z, followed in our fair city of Glasgow. It was strange seeing all the signs about and stuff like that, but it was great. Where did they, was it Philly they turned it into? Yeah, we we became Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, Yeah, they changed all the street signs and they had the big fucking American yellow traffic lights and everything. We went to the pub and tried to see if we could spot Brad Pitt out the the window (laughs) or something. It wasn't just an issue for us to go and get pissed during the day. We can make a reference and date ourselves here also, Chris. They, they turned George Square into a war zone, and that's not happened lately. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's for your other show. Yeah, they turned the, they had mindless zombies causing a whole lot of fuss and breaking things up, and that was in 2013, because I, I don't want to get beat up for saying anything like that, so... <laughs> yeah, we're talking about a completely fictionalised version of Glasgow here. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell <laughs> it's true though anyway it's moving on uh, let's oh. move on to number 15 before we get ourselves in trouble <laughs> zombie flesh eaters which is have I seen that I'm sure I have oh I must have go through someone's eye that's I think that's the thing oh is that, that the one yeah the spear gun scene yeah, I get mixed up with that in Cannibal Ferox or Cannibal Holocaust or something. But the one where they they told they told two new actresses that the turtle that you're hitting with a big stone is not it's a fake. real turtle, and turned out it fucking was. Yeah, yeah. yeah some of the actors get PTSD from that film. Oh, Can't yeah. imagine one. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you were there. I'm sure it might have just been me and Elder. I'm sure you you were going to come and were hungover or were busy. The, uh, a night in the GFT, we went and we seen Demons 2. And a woman that was on Cannibal Holocaust was there. And she talked oh, about right. how the actor wanted... The, she went and did Italian soaps to sell the idea that she was dead in real life. And they were like they did the same sort of thing that they did for uh Blair Witch Project was like people didn't know if it was a real film or not. Cause that was a was that not one of the first found footage 
No, it wouldn't surprise me if it was if it wasn't the first. It was a very I don't know if it was exactly found footage, but the it was more like a kind of like a like a fake documentary. So I guess it was yeah. found footage technically, but it wasn't you know what we think of as found footage. You know, like Blair Witch Project. I went to the cinema to see that. Like it was supposed to be filmed like more like a documentary. You know, there wasn't as much shaky cam. You know, it wasn't filmed on like a fucking one of these really early video, the first portable video cameras. You, you know, know how back you... Then, they didn't really have portable video cameras back then. Do you know how to make? Uh, are there bits in that movie if you look back on it that they actually run past the camera crew and stuff like that, and it makes it more unsettling that people are filming them than it does. Yeah. You know, you know how you make two things here. Do you know how you make a uh, uh, Blair Witch Project not scary at all? You make the I second one? Oh, the second one's fucking brilliant, Chris. I had disposable <laughs> teens in it, which made it awesome. <laughs> Did you have someone sitting beside you go, going, when's this get scary? When's this getting scary? I'm not scared yet. And the ads when you seen people running it. Well, what's going on? Just get taken totally out of the, the subject. And one of the last quotes I remember from George Romero, they asked him, how do you kill a zombie? And he just said, in the George Romero way, as you flood the market with them. Yeah, <laughs> which, is like fucking, which is fucking true. So, number five, Wreck 2. Uh, not actually seen. I think no. this is the... I think that's only the second one on the list that I've not seen. I've got a yeah, good view on Okay. I've not seen number 17, not seen number 17 either. Didn't actually know it was a zombie film. I've never heard of it. I've heard of it, I've just never... I thought it was actually more recent than 2016. I thought it was like last year or the year before. Maybe your time is kind of fucked, Chris. Yeah, I know. So uh, I'd add to the list. Paranorman, I really like. I, I That's one I've seen. So yeah. I don't... Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, one of my favorite, one of probably one of my favorite animated films. I was going to say recent years, but apparently it was nine years ago now. Is it stop motion? Now is it so goodly done that it, it's actually a CG movie that is that looks stop motiony? But I'm sure that uh, I'm pretty sure it's mostly stop motion with some CGI, if I'm remembering right. Because it was um oh who does it again? It's the other. It's one of the other big animation studios that is not. That is not Thingamajig, uh, DreamWorks or Pixar. And I'm trying to remember their name now. Uh, let me look this up. Laika, that's the name of the studio. Oh. Yep, stop motion. Yep, no, but it is a stop motion according to Wikipedia. I'm going to talk about things. That... They, also, oh, they also did Coraline and Kubo and the Two Strings, which are both brilliant as well. And that weird Yeti movie that came out last year. Missing link. I've n- oh god, I've never even. I've heard. I thought I'd heard the name, but obviously I have heard the name and just never seen the art. Jesus, that looks disturbing. Hugh Jackman, Zoe Sandana, David Williams, Stephen Fry, Matt Lucas. Tell me how Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch this. I mean, well, not because I'm a pretty big, big fan of David Williams or Matt Lucas, but Zoe Sandana and Hugh Jackman and Timothy Oliphant and Stephen Fry. Yeah, I'll watch that. Do you want 
must have helped. They must have done some work in Corpse Bride, apparently. Oh, they caught. They were contracted for Corpse Bride. A very Harold and Kumar three D Christmas. They did. Oh, we must have did the the stop motion when they got really high. Yeah. Oh, that's that's right. I forgot about that. I forgot about that part in the film. Yep. That that was a that was a bit. What happened? <laughs> okay. Hey, we're nearly at the end of the list here. Two more I'll to go. Right, then we can go back onto that film at one point. So we've got Dead Snow, which seems like something you'd have watched drunk. That's, yep. a, that's definitely a drunk film. Yeah, pretty good. Actually, no, it's not bad. Don't get me wrong, it's cheesy as hell, but good fun. I mean, it's Nazi zombies. You, you can't go wrong with that. That's two, two yeah, words. That... I mean, pretty much anything where you put Nazis into a situation where they're okay to laugh at is good. And, like Iron Sky, where they have a secret moon base. As long as there's a Nazi being murdered, I'm, I'm yeah. cool with that. Yeah, basically any way you can make them the bad guys without making them horrifying and kind of poke fun at them. Because you're, you're, you're punching up, you're not punching down. Oh, then Planet Terror, which is B-movie and pretty awesome. Terrible, yep. but great at the same time. I'll be honest, I've forgotten pretty much everything about that, but I have seen it. Oh, Sexy Mr. She's got a gun in her leg. He never yep. misses. Oh, Tarantino's in it, and his and his penis becomes a monster and falls off. Oh, was Planet, was Planet Terror? Oh no, I'm I, I'm getting Planet Terror and Grindhouse mixed up because Grindhouse was the the one that was like three or four vignettes. No, you you're right. Was Planet, wrong Terror here, Chris? Planet Terror was part of Grindhouse. Grindhouse was originally released in the States as the two films with trailers in the middle, but they released it over Easter weekend and they get trounced by a Disney film. So they decided when it came out over here that they'd release it as two separate films and then add in all the all the missing bits so they made them a lot longer. Because I uh, remember right. online they had a cinema copy that I watched first, then I watched the two others. Ah, I, think right, was, okay. I think it was Chicken Little that fucking demolished it at the center. Because <laughs> oh, that's Robert. Because it wouldn't surprise me. Let me see. I'm going to have to look this up. Can you remember any of the trailers that were in the middle of of them? Not particularly. I can do this off the top of my head because I'm a nutter. Or oh, they were Don't, which was directed by Edgar Wright. Oh, okay. Which was really odd and like had that British sort of 70s, 70s feeling about it. They were Werewolf Women of the SS, directed by our boy Rob Zombie. Because that sounds exactly like something Rob Zombie, and I'm sure that... Oh, what was that called? Werewolf Woman of the SS. Oh, I rem- oh, I know that. Oh, I know that name. Nick. Correct yes. me if I'm wrong. Nick Cage. Yeah. Plays a Chinese man called Fing Fang yep. Boom or something like that. Yep. yep, I do remember that one. Obviously, I remember something with Nick Cage in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hobo with a Shotgun, which was actually a fan-made one. 
and that ended up getting made. It was like, yeah, would... yeah I was gonna say, yeah, I remember. I've never seen the film, but I remember it being a full length film. I didn't know that was how that started. That, that was a fan made film that they added. Rudger Howard got added into it, and oh, right, yeah. I think we're, we're missing one. There might have been one in the snow. I can't remember. I'll look it up. Grindhouse trailers, but we're missing one, and I've not mentioned it because it's one of your favorite actors. So. No idea. Machete? Oh, Machete. That's right. I forgot that was a... Machete. Oh, there was another one that we've missed, which I forgot about, which was called Thanksgiving, and it was the Eli Eli Ross movie, and it was a slasher Mm. movie about around Thanksgiving. It had Michael Biehn in it. I, I do not. I, I think I might have just seen a trailer for that one, or I might have seen a review of it or something. But then oh, again, there's a lot of movies. I think there might be multiple movies called Thanksgiving or like Thanksgiving and things like that. That could possibly get mixed. I could quite easily be getting mixed up with. The the thing is here, Chris, right? Only Machete and Hobo with a Shotgun get made into real films. The rest of them were just two minute advert, two minute trailers that were thrown. As a joke between both films, I uh, basically they went. I uh, basically Tarantino and Rodriguez went to their mates and went, "Hey, do you fancy making like a fake trailer for fake film, like fake trailer, fake film trailers, and putting them in our movie?" And they all went, "Yeah, so yeah, sure." They asked Rodriguez did one again. So Rob Zombie, Edgar Wright, and Eli Roth, and I mean, there's definitely one there that stands out as a weird choice. It doesn't quite fit in with the rest. What's that? Edgar Wright. Like, Eli Roth, Rob Zombie. I can kind of see, but, you know, Edgar Wright's more of a comedy director. You can't see him. Um, I suppose suppose Bob Rodriguez or Quentin Tarantino were both just big fans and went and asked him. They're they're all sort of like hipster cinema sort of thing. Not hipster, but you know that so there's a, the list. Let's go back to the film that we're talking about to begin with. I, I like, <laughs> since we've already said spoiler alert, that nobody lives. I love a good old-fashioned fucking grim ending for, like, everyone dies. Oh, no. One, one, one person lives. Does does the other woman live? Like, you know the one that she went and rescued? Because you don't see her. She was in that helicopter no. like they don't. I'm presuming. I'm presuming the daughter lives. No, the daughter lives, right? But she goes and rescues her pal. Her pal that's got kids, right? That was her whole point that she was in the. She was there. Yeah. Yeah, she's like she's like the only kind of really good-hearted character, so she's the one that gets to live. But she went in to go find. Let me get names here, since I've got the. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. She went in to find someone's kiss. That's and then Dave Batista goes, "Oh, you're not coming." And then they're like, "No, oh, well, guess you are." For some convoluted reason that I've totally forgotten. She went in to find Greta. That's right. There was but also Greta, previously because there, there was the wolf and stuff like that. Yeah. Or the which leads me to a point we've not kind of talked about. I did like the kind of. The way that, I did like what they did with the zombies, like they weren't just like there was, you know, there was a hierarchy kind of thing. Oh, yeah, different types, types, and they didn't seem to just, you know, they weren't all just shamblers. 
and they weren't all just fast. Well, they were, it was which, the also, main one. which also kind of makes me think of the alien theory again. So I'm like, well, they obviously had some intelligence. Yeah, the, the, they could make them into like full on. It also gave me a film's not called Why the Last Man, Omega Man or whatever it's called, the one that. The one that was based off I Am Legend. I was going to mean it's got the, that sort of I Am Legend feel to it for the, the, the smart up. Oh, was it Christopher Lee or was it Pierre Cushing that was in it? The one you're thinking of? Um, it was the guy that had a prim, uh, a cameo, uh, Charlton Heston. I was going to talk about Wayne's World there. It was Charlton Heston that was in, in Omega Man. I Am Legend is the Will Smith one. What was the... There was another version of the Omega Man then? Uh, I'll look it up. I've... Uh, wait a minute. There definitely was because... The Last Man on Earth... There was The Last Man on Earth. Right. Which was novel. another version of it. 1954 novel, right? There were... There was 1964, The Last Man on Earth, which I'm right enough was... Oh, no, it was Vincent Price, I'm thinking of. So there were two different... Right, I, I concede then, Chris, because I, I thought Omega Man was the first. And they also say that it was the inspiration between Night of the Living Dead also, which was... A... <laughs> Yeah, because I saw, what did I, I watched that last Man on Earth a while ago. I don't think I've seen that, I've only seen the, the Omega Man and the Will Smith one. What a weird fact. Chris. So, Florence Hodgson, so he used the name Logan Swanson, so, so Matheson didn't put his name on the last Man on Earth. I could have sworn, I could have sworn Vincent Price was on another one. That was based on I Am Legend, I, or had I a very similar know. had a very similar concept. I I, I, I do not know. Let me. I'm, gonna, so I'm gonna look this up because it's gonna do my head in if I don't find it. Do I make you hit, hit you with a random fact till then? Yeah, go yeah go ahead while I'm looking this up. I Am Legend. All the monsters were voiced by Mike Patton. He did oh, all God. the noises for the zombies. And the footage of him just standing in a, a sound booth just going... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm trying to think if we've made it to a week without you making a Mike Patton reference. I'm sure... There'll be a Mike Patton... There'll always be... I'm pretty sure you're going to, I think, pretty sure it's on the contract. You've got to bring up Mike Patton at least once, and I've got to bring up Nick Cage at least once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I will stop myself from talking about wrestling and Doctor Who. And Doctor Who. But, but you get you get your one Mike Patton. I get a, I get a Patton one in there. Yeah, the the I think I even do on on the Mothership show also. <laughs> <laughs> I find a way. I should talk about politics, and I was like, "You know, you could be a politician, like Pat." Pat. 
get told to shut up and don't bring it up again. <laughs> that man has faith. Oh, guys. Oh, no. He doesn't. He has faith no more. See, this is the point where you should be bringing Carly in as a co-host when you start talking about Mike Patton and obscure music bands. Well, <laughs> this is when you start bringing Carly in. She has been offered the chair and she will be joining us at one point or another, but I feel that she wants to build up to the confidence of it. Does not or need to be subjected. Or does not need to be subjected to the, the, the name babble that we have about comic books and random topics. I, th- I think that, um, that would be interesting because she has not a fucking Scooby about any of that and is not a fan. <laughs> so she could all... But if you think about that, Chris, for the last 20, almost 25 years, she's been sitting in the publicist when we were, when we were arguing about who's the best doctor in fucking Star Trek and she just sits there and drinks a pint and rolls her eyes. She likes, hey, she likes Wes Anderson. She can come in as the Wes Anderson guest. Yeah. Talk about the Royal Tenenbaums. I don't <laughs> Which know. Which means I can watch it. Have you never seen it? Uh, no, I'm actually not. I keep getting told to, but I'm aware did, of it. Did you do that thing where, if some like which which I did to you for many many years, which was after you made me watch of, oh, I think it was either Friday the Cut. Oh, was Visitor Q? After you told me to watch Visitor Q or whatever it's called? Yeah. I nearly found that on my shelf the other day. Along, oh, along with another good zombie film. You you lost all referencing to me. Like, anything that Chris told me to watch, I would be like, this could be another <laughs> Visitor Q. Because it was only a year and a half ago I watched Community because I stayed away from it because you kept met, like, seeing how good it is. And I was like, I, I don't... You lost trust on that because of Visitor Q, and now I've come back to trust in your 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 film taste. But Visitor Q, Chris, I think just, to be fair, I think you may have seen. To be fair, I think you may have seen this one versus versus. It was a Japanese one. It was a zombie film set in a forest, and it was like um, I think it was a was it a mafia boss went out to bury something, and the zombies came back as like. Zombie, like they came back, like the, all these victims of the of the yakuza came back as like um, basically zombie ninjas. No, no, I haven't. They not. were trying to like, get the hell. No, oh, it's, you'd actually like it. To be fair, it's actually it's pretty funny. Again, I was going to say I could watch it on my computer, but then I just realised my new PC doesn't actually have a fucking CD, have a DVD player or anything in it, so I can't remember that. And it was either you or Steph that made me watch The Happiness of the Kia Curas or whatever it was called. Coincidentally, possibly the same director. <laughs> Let me two, seconds, two seconds, I'm going to grab these off my shelf. I have to check for reference now. Uh, let me see now, because Visitor Q, I'm fairly sure, was that Takashi Miki? Yep, it was. Uh, Fudo, Takashi Miki. Uh, Happiness the Katakuris Katakuri. with Takeshi Miki as well. Uh, Versus was not. Versus was Rihu, Ri, Rui. I can, I can never say this because it's one of the Japanese, some, uh, one of the Japanese, um, sounds that I can't pronounce. Rui, Rui Kitamura. There are, six, six, there are 666 portals to the other side. 
And somewhere in Japan lies the home of the 444th. It is here that prisoner, some number, escapes from his fellow inmates and joins with a group of men who will lead him to safety. After he realises the price of his freedom is the death of a female hostage, he refuses to comply with the rescuer's plans and blood is spilled. But when the aptly named Forest of Resurrection, long dead Yakuza fighters come back to life to avenge their own deaths, a battle against these living, un- living dead assassins ensues. Soon his quest for freedom becomes a desperate fight simply to stay alive. A truly mind-blowing extravaganza of way outset pieces, awe-inspiring fight sequences and deadly killing zombies. Versus a blur of ultra-kinetic violence that will leave you gasping for breath. Sign me up. I will watch this because this seems better, which I, I trust better. <laughs> it, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is, trust me. I would, I, 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 I would not betray your trust again like that. Or, or maybe I would. Maybe I'll, I'll give you a couple of good ones to lure you into a false sense of security. Then just hit me with something else. With, with that. <laughs> yep. Then just hit you with something really, hell, really awful. So let me. If people have not seen the happiness of the Katakuras, let me read the little top bit on the Wikipedia site, <laughs> which says Japanese musical comedy horror directed by Takeshi, whatever Chris said, is mostly based on South Korean films *The Quiet Family*. This film is a surreal horror comedy in farce tradition, which includes claymation sequences, musical dance numbers, and a karaoke-style sing-along, which has dream sequence, and lyrics at the bottom that you can't... You can't uh, the film won a special juries prize at the Grimmauder Film Festival and received generally positive reviews from critics. <laughs> which, which was all right, but I don't get it. Like, it was fucking terrible. It's another one... <laughs> See another film I never got, Chris. But, I, I will throw my recommendation for it. I will throw in the alternate side here and say watch it. <laughs> and decide who you agree with. Yeah. Team Chris or Team Will. If anyone <laughs> wants to fucking send in an email to... Oh, let me give out one of my, my email addresses that I don't use for actual real good stuff. Uh, if you want to email size the limit at gmail.com with either Team Chris or Team Will. Oh, wait. We could do this the easy way. If she... Mostly clicked on Facebook or any other socials, just Team Will or Team Chris and really confused ask to what's actually going on. But cool. <laughs> she get oh, she's not listening. I think she's writing an essay that we're meant to have in, have in by tomorrow. Which I have uh, not done yet either. I uh, have to yeah. contrast and compare the, the television of of one news show, one current affairs show, one sports show, <laughs> and talk about the, the direction and camera and stuff. Or alternatively, if you listen, or if alternatively, if you're listening to this when it's not when we're not live, because I don't think anyone's actually listening live just now. If you're listening to this later. No. You can also leave a comment and come in next and try and come in live next week to chime in and tell me why I'm right. You're not. <laughs> it is the worst film. I've, it's up there was one of the worst films I've ever seen. I think the worst film I've ever seen is called Mutant Chronicles. Oh, Jesus. And I think this was when I was going through my... I'm really depressed. My girlfriend works in the bank right beside the cinema. And I have an unlimited cinema ticket, and I'm just going to waste time in the cinema. I went and see Mutant Chronicles. 
Oh, God. Yes. It's, it's a terrible, terrible film. Yes. And it's also both, it's also based on an RPG, a tabletop yeah. role-playing game. Apparently oh, so. I knew I knew the name. And I, I just completely forgot they were connected. I just assumed the naming was coincidental until I looked it up. Well, that's the best way. Like, fucking board game uh, films are all the rage. Or, or I think Clue or Cluedo... It depends where you live in the world. To be fair, was Clue, a... Clue was probably one of the few good ones that was actually based on a game. Of any description, I think about it. Video games, board games, or otherwise. What's the best video game film, man? I mean, just for ease of reference, I'm just going to say the first Mortal Kombat. Because right now it's the only one I can think of that I actually enjoy. I'm looking up what is the best. Certainly not Mario. No. I'll, I'll go with that. Certainly not Mortal Kombat Annihilation. New Mortal Kombat was okay. Not as good as the not as good as the original Mortal Kombat. Um I'm trying to think what that was been. The 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 Alyssa Vacant in fairness the, the Angelina Jolie films have grown on me, the Terminator ones. Right. They're not great by any means, but they're good. They're actually good, cheesy fun. I, according to Rotten Tomatoes here, Chris, I've, I've went to, uh, and they're going to tell me the best to worst rated. So would you like me to go through 45 to all the way down? <laughs> let, let, let's, let's just not go, let's not go top 45. How about we go top three and bottom three? Right. This is 45, Alone in the Dark. Oh, Jesus, fuck. Oh, God, I hurt my brain to remember that exists. It did have a sex scene to a Gabrielle song. That's all yeah. I remember. How, um, what? I just, oh, God, I just, I just remember. Is it, was it Kevin Bacon or was it Christian Slater? No, it was Christian Slater. Christian was Slater, Tara Reid, Stephen Dorff and Frank C. Turner. Yeah. I just remember a scene of Christian Slater walking down an alleyway and they play, like, tense music. It's not even a jump scare. He just... It's implied that something's looking at him, and he just keeps looking over his shoulder. And then there's dramatic tilts to judge angles, but nothing's actually there. And then he just calmly walks into his apartment and sees Tara Reid, and it's like, "Well, that was pointless." Do you want to guess how fresh this movie is, and or do you oh, want? Geez. Oh God! Oh, oh God! It's it can't be any higher than three percent. Surely, it's, I'm going to say three percent. One percent. Oh, God damn! I was overestimating it by a lot. <laughs> Directed by Yui Ball? Yui Ball, yep, I knew that. Do you want me to send you this list, or, do, or would you rather me do this? Oh, no, go through it, because I'm... Oh, God, I'd rather not know in advance, because... 44 I'm... is Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, at least it's not worth. It's not as bad as Alone in the Dark. At least I can I can agree with that. What do you think the the percentage? How rotten is this? Well, if Alone in the Dark was one percent, I'm going to go with like three percent again. It's got to be more than one percent. Two percent. Okay, maybe I'm misery watch forty three. House of the Dead. Another okay, so another UV ball film. UV ball, actual Chris is number forty-two. Also, in the name oh, of the King Dungeon. Oh God! 
I'm, in fact, I'm going to guess probably pretty much everything from 45 to like 38 has got to be UV ball because he's got blood rain as well. Let me go down, right? We've got a in the dark UV ball. You keep not counting here, Chris, because I've got lost. House of the Dead UV ball. In the name of the king, UV ball. Blood rain. Yep. UV ball. Then we've Postal. got Street Fighter, which is not. Postal, number 39 at 9%. UV ball. Then. I think we'll. I've not got any more new ball here. Really? Yeah. Oh, mind you, that might be all he's actually done. I thought he, for some reason, I just think he's done more than that. But I'm probably just misremembering. He's not yeah. going to be anywhere past twenty. Paul W. S. Anderson did Resident Evil Warden. Need for Speed, Super Mario. I'm almost on the top ten, Chris, and it's only going up to like. 33% for DOA. <laughs> I mean, that's number 14, so you know it's not going to be a good list under... If I told you... Oh, that was a straight-to-video. Oh, he did, the far, he did a Far Cry movie as well. If I go from number 10 here, Chris, right? Yep. Angry Birds, 43%. Mortal Kombat 1. I see that. 44%. Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, 44%. Monster Hunter, Paul W.S. Anderson again. Mila Jovic, 46%. Rampage, 51%. Number five. Near we're on to number five. I would give Rampage higher than a 51%. I'd give that at least a 6 out of 10, which would be like 60%. Ten, that's probably just added there because the Dwayne's in it. Yeah. Yeah. So then we've got Tomb Raider, the newer one. Alyssa Vikander. Yeah. Yeah. See, I like to see the, the actual reboots of those games. I thought they were really cool. Like, you started off and she was kind of useless and kind of like didn't bring yourself. Wasn't and comfortable the, with the, the quick time. Oh, well. yeah, Dominic West. What, pardon? Was it was it Dominic Nor? Was it Dominic uh, Morning that did the voice? Of who? For the old Glad Sweden guy in the new Tomb Raider game. The sorry, the first of the new Tomb Raider games. Oh, uh, I I can't remember. That's that's I just I think it's Dominic Monaghan for some reason. I don't know why. So in the Tomb Raider yeah, game, the only thing that almost that up while you're going on with the list, which made me uncomfortable, was the, the quick time rape that you had to hit buttons to stop yourself being raped. I thought that was a bit weird. But, yeah, that yeah, that yeah, that was a bit of a <laughs> So here we go. Mortal Kombat, the newest one, is number four. Number three is Sonic the Hedgehog, the new one, which is sixty three percent. Alright, okay. I've not actually not actually even seen that. it's another one I keep meaning to get round to because I've heard it's actually not bad. It's on it's on now, if you want to use that. Number two, which I watched and thought was actually not bad. Detective Pokemon, okay. Detective Pikachu. Yep. Yeah, bizarre. And, num- and number one is the Angry Birds movie two, which is seventy three percent. Really? That really? It'd be Angry Birds one. Yeah, Angry Birds two. Mm-hmm. Like really, it, it didn't need any... the sequel. Was, people thought the sequel was better. Yes, not many films do that. But Angry Birds being one of them. 
That's impressive. I'm also trying. I'm still trying to figure find the name of this old the, who does the old Scottish man and uh, the new Tomb Raider game or the second to newest Tomb Raider game. But I can't actually remember what the character was named. I think it was Jacob. No, nah, it can't be him because that's the old guy at Prisonbury, looks like. Oh, are you talking about a guy called Angus Grimley? Grimaldi? Mm, possibly. Oh. Oh. Became friends with Richard. Oh. Portrayed by James Walsh. Okay, whoever that is. Angus Grimaldi? Mm-hmm. God, was that was that released in 2013? Once again, feeling old as fuck. My God, he's got his whole background here. Partly, according to his, according to the Tomb Raider wiki, he grew up in the Gorbals. I I just clocked that also. <laughs> yeah, this is the fictional character. <laughs> See, an, another weird Scottish character thing. Did you ever play? Uh, fuck, you mentioned it earlier. It was uh, fuck. For, it was a multiplayer game. The uh, Blood Roar, the thing was called. It was based on an island. It was, was based on an island. Oh, back to me. Give me, give me a couple of seconds. Yeah, go ahead. I, I'm just because I'm looking up the actor for this guy. So sorry, it's just because it's going to annoy me if I don't. Far Cry Three, Chris. Right. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. And in Far Cry 3, they had the sort of multiplayer part of it, the one where you go four characters at once, or you get four people. And there were a Scottish Ned in it that wore a Rangers top that <laughs> said that people don't, because it was all around the world, he said some really, really bad sectarian things, but because <laughs> it was fired at Americans and stuff, and they just couldn't understand what the guy's saying. <laughs> so, so they didn't really think about the implications of, uh, no, it was just. Do you not remember this guy? I've, I've never it, played multi. I've, I've very rarely played play the multiplayer of those type of games. Like I barely. I think I played the uh, multiplayer of um, Red Dead a couple of times, and that's about as far as I went. Like if it's not essential to the game, then I never bother with them. Oh, unless they were fun a, to play. Unless, unless it's like specifically a. Multiplayer game. I don't play multiplayer modes. This was more co-op. I thought it was. All right. Okay. I guess it'd be kind of hard to find a group for it now. No one's probably really playing that much these days. His name is Callum of Far Cry Three, and he was a chef. Uh, Rune. Yeah. Uh, who was? What's that Hawkeye run that you like? Or you're trying oh, to find the map faction run? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to need to send you a link on Facebook because there's someone selling Hawkeye one to twenty two plus the annual. Much or seventy five. 
year of I'll buy that. Uh did someone someone snapped up already? Because it's no. Uh, no, it doesn't look like anyone has. Let me see if I can how do I invite two seconds, I'm just gonna invite you to the group while I remember. Here. Tell like I'll happily pay that. I probably won't be able to pay them until fucking June, um, but fact, I'll happily in fact, you know what? Screw it. I'll just post the, I'll just post the screenshot to you so you can find the group yourself. Because it's easy enough to find. All right, I'll get onto that after, after that. Um, anyway, okay, yeah. Well, we're don't know. It's nearly half eleven anyway, so <laughs> we probably should get wrapping up soon. All right, Modoc was really really fun. It was kind of funny. It had lots of a little things in the background. I love the idea that one of his daughters had a big giant head thing too. <laughs> to, be fair, that was, get... to, to be fair, that was the part I found funniest about it. It's quite clear that Seth, uh, what's his name, Seth Green's a producer because it was very robot chicken. The thing about the, the Iron Man book, did you, do you know who did the voices for the characters in it? No, I've actually looked up. So... Modoc is voiced by. Let me just get this up. The casting, the cat, Patton Oswald is Modoc. Oh yeah, uh, so, yeah, oh yeah. I clocked him in the titles, and I also clocked um, Melissa Fumero. That is. I presume he. I'm presuming she voices his wife, or maybe she does multiple characters. She's Amy from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, if you've seen Brooklyn Nine Nine. I have, I'm just trying, what did you say her name was again? Melissa Fu- uh, Amy, she's, she's the one that dates uh, Andy Samberg, eventually. I'm trying to, she plays Melissa, and Miss Melissa Tarlin, so I uh, plays the daughter. Oh right, she does the daughter, okay, I just presume she'd be doing yeah. the wife, given her age. She's the, she's the, the, the one that is bullying people. Uh, oh right, okay. John Hamm played Iron Man, which I think is pretty awesome. They so keep who? putting the good bit of the character. What? Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> you just shouted out just randomly. There. I'm, I'm just letting <laughs> you go, Chris. <laughs> I can't remember what I was going to say. I was just like, no, I was just going to say, I presume she, I just presume she played, as I say, I just presume she played the mother, but you're right enough. I, the daughter who is apparently abbreviated as Melissa, M E L, Melissa, all caps. John Ham played, plays Iron Man. Which I thought he was watching the Great British Bake Off and his helmet where he was, so where he was fighting. John Hamm. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh Nathan Fillion. As Simon Williams slash Wonder Man. I'm presuming he's not been in it yet then. No. Fucking hell. Whoopi Goldberg is going to be in it. The thing with oh, they've been trying to get Nathan Fillion as Wonder Man for years. You know that? He was one of his posters is the Wonder Man outfit has been in the background of things. There were a poster of Wonder Man that was taken out of what it was meant to be on someone's wall or at a cinema or something. Like They've been wanting to put Nathan Fallon in so many things and the hmm. Marvel just keeps saying no. <laughs> ah, sorry, I just saw who they've cast as Arcade, which reminded me of one joke I did like in it. Which was they had Arcade's Arcade. Oh yeah, I clocked that also. <laughs> I was like, I thought that was quite good. 
But one, I really the one just for the comic, one that's just for the comic fans. Because Arcade's I, not exactly hugely popular. I don't think Arcade's not a hugely popular villain, you would say. I wouldn't think. No, I I wouldn't say Arcade is is a, who is that? Right, I've got him up. X Factor, X Force, X Men sort of thing. He actually Arcade's first intended victims were Spider Man and Captain America, but Arcade's Murder World game always leaves the outcome up to chance. As you defeated them and escaped with our lives. Arcade who was he? Claremont, yeah. Yeah, he was a yeah, he was in X Men, uh, Claremont's X Men. Claremont's X Men, the X Men run. I'm pretty sure that's the place I remember from. Oh, looks a bit like carrot. Looks like a bit like carrot top. Yeah, or, or red or hat. Yeah. Have you seen? Like, I know this is such a, a geek. Like, we, we're both geeks, we know. Have you seen? the character design or any pictures of what the Riddler looks like in this in this movie, in the new Batman movie that's coming up? No, I have not. I didn't even know there was any leaks of him. Oh, I'm going to send you something. Maybe we can talk about it and see what you think. Okay. Because I, I had a funny feeling he was going to be in it. Oh, in fact, no, well, he was definitely going to be in it because he was quite heavily referenced in the trailer. With something in the way by... Oh, oh, there's yeah. another thing. Eh, not really geek related. You can talk about that, that later on. Oh, go ahead, Chris. If it's it's um, apparently who? What's his name? It's playing Batman. Uh, Jason. Uh, uh, Twilight Boy. Why can I not remember his name now? Oh yeah, I understand. Twilight Boy is good enough for me. Uh, Michael Patton. Something Patterson. Oh, I. Apparently he's. Been, yeah, apparently he's got a. Where's? I'll see if I can find the article. Apparently he's been signed for a multi-movie deal. To produce his own movies for Warner Brothers. I can not find this. Where is it? What the hell? No, it's in that Discord. So I'm just trying to find the the photo of. It's from the, the back of the calendar because that's this is the time of the year that they put the calendar out. What are you looking for? Oh, you're looking for the Riddler, Robert, yeah, Pat- so I, I, Robert Pattinson. That's it. Let's see, why was I saying Michael Pattinson? I just let you go with it. I didn't understand where, was, where we were going. <laughs> I was going to call him Cedric Diggory, but I didn't want to. That's also Good true. Hi, so Patterson has signed up with a production deal that encompasses the whole spectrum of Warner Division, including Warner Brothers Pictures, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, and HBO Max. The deal which represents the actors first for introducing all takes into account a range of releasing platforms. Yeah, so basically, he's been signed to be a producer on a bunch of films. Right. So I don't know how much freedom he's going to get, but he's done some good work after Twilight. It could be interesting yeah. to see what he does. I believe so. Some of the stuff I've seen was all right. Yeah, he's done a lot of indie stuff. He did a good uh, A24 film that's kind of horror-like with uh, William, Willem Dafoe called The Lighthouse. I, I heard about that. It was all filmed 
So one continuous shoot, which might look. I don't know if it was one. Con- don't know if it was a, definitely a continuous shoot, or if it was one of those ones like Birdman. They edited it like that. Oh yeah, it was meant to look like one continuous shoot. But yeah, it was yeah so doing one continuous so, shoot for any movie would be fucking nightmarish. All right, this is this is the link then. Okay. Do you do you <laughs> get the what that what it's meant to look like? Don't what people. Are... I mean, my immediate thought was the gimp from Pulp Fiction. I'm guessing, I'm, guessing be... not, I'm guessing that's not what it's meant to be. No, no. Uh, look up the Zodiac Killer, Chris. Oh, okay. Thank you for... Well, I was like, it's fucking obvious and Chris watches all this too. But he'll get it and be like, oh, that looks like the Zodiac Killer. And you're like, oh, fucking gimp. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah. it's the glasses. But, but uh, I great Because you're not going to see... I, I like bringing a bit of scary onto him. Instead of either putting them in a pair of tights or the cool green suit with a with a bowler hat, like they're making them more scary. Than... Yeah, it's not with the green jacket on. Is this is this real, or is this yeah, like a no? That's from the back of the calendar. Um, I'm not sure I like it. <laughs> I. I they're making them a psycho it, instead of... It's the, it's the Gimp mask. It's The Gimp mask is really just going... Again, like... Chris, I like it because he's got glasses on over it. There's my... <laughs> okay, fair enough. I mean, the glasses that... I'm not bothered about, but just like, why the, why, why, why a Gimp mask? Well, there'll be a reason I'm... for it. I, I thought it was a bin bag taped down when I seen it first. Like, just look. Like, Looking for something about to try to hide his. I mean, that could be as well. I'm not sure if that's better or worse. To be honest, like, get me a gimp mask. This is how we're going to do it. Oh, is he wearing a gimp? Is he wearing a gimp mask, or is he cut cut eye holes into a bin bag? You know, we'll, we'll spend far too much money in this film, and the pandemic kicked fuck out of us. You're not getting a a Rick Baker mask anymore. You're. <laughs> have this bin bag. Here's some scissors. Oh god. In fairness, I'm not. I'm not going to prejudge it until you know we've actually seen the film, because that'd be unfair. What the, what we refer to as the Heath Ledger space now. We're all like, why is that fucking kid from from a thing in this? Yeah, fact, like, that, was quite happy. I was a big fan of Ledger. I was very happy when cast. I seen a movie that an Australian guy that I used to work with in Mimtech gave me called Two Hands, and it was like an indie, a weird indie movie from Australia where it had it was a gangster movie from Australia, but everyone had tiny shorts on. It was kind of weird but funny at the same time, like the lockstock of Australia. You should, okay. you should check it out. It's actually not bad. What was it called again? Called Two Hands. Two Hands. I'll make a note of that. Send me on Facebook as well. I will do. 
So that is us, well, like eight minutes past our usual, our usual <laughs> yeah, time. We, 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 we didn't even, even get into the bad batch, but I think, as you say, pretty much what we're going to say about it would be pretty obvious anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back it's to good. the bad batch. Yeah, it's good. I feel the idea of us like taking things and using like lists and all that is like it's talking points and it's good for us. And it, we've, without thinking about it, Chris, we've actually stayed on point and gave people information and funness instead of just reading like the things off of Wikipedia. The... Well, we still, yeah, well, yeah, maybe didn't completely stay on topic with Army of Dead, but we stayed on zombie movies. Yeah, we, we kept that going. I think, I think for us that counts as a win. Yeah, I, I would say this is a win. <laughs> but I liked Army of the Dead. Did you? Yeah, I, I'd give it a, I don't know what rating I'd give it, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I'd, I'd probably watch it again sometime when I'm a bit, when I've got free time. I will Worth probably watch it. It was, a, it was a bit too long with my only big downside. I liked but how yeah, everyone had. I liked how everyone had a wee bit of a story behind them. I thought that was cool. They were like this guy. Oh, what's my favorite for that? The first fucking uh, Suicide Squad. It's like Captain Boomerang. No, the the girl with the sword that takes souls. Oh, Katana. Like, that's Katana. Katana. She's got a sword that takes. <laughs> <laughs> All the expedition you're going to get for her the whole film. <laughs> oh god! In fairness, that in fairness, that was more backstory than some of the characters got. But yet, some of the characters were still better developed, even when they didn't tell you the backstories. Like King, like Killer Croc never got a backstory, and you still knew more about him without being told anything. That slip, yeah, like that slip not. He likes knots. <laughs> Oh god! That was it. This is the guy you know is not going to survive for the rest of the film. We made we think we made this plainly obvious from the get go. This guy's a sacrifice. <laughs> it's I between, don't know it's who between... Pardon, Chris. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was just thinking of Slipknot. Was... Yeah, there's added so many characters that you're like. Most of these people in the second one is going to get their head blown off at one point or another. Like, I I believe that there will probably Harley, John Cena, and Scott Eastwood is going to be coming out of this one alive. Mm-hmm. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even to be honest, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even count on I wouldn't even count on Cena. I think he's I think he's gone. Uh, I'm looking I mean, Harley, because I know Harley, that. Let's be honest. There's no way they're going to kill kill Car kill Harley in it. But say Carly. Oh, uh, I don't think they'll kill off John Cena because the only reason I'm saying that is because of a TV show getting made. But it could be ah right, okay. A TV show getting made, but that could people think he's dead. Uh, King Shark maybe. So, yeah, there's a chance of it. You're like. Probably like you know, just turn up in a post-credit stinger. Turns out he just dived into the ocean after everything went to hell. Right. I I don't know if you've if I stop me if I've moaned about this before, 
do you know when I went and seen one of the reasons why I hate Suicide Squad so much is because I got whiplash for seeing it in the 5D cinema? <laughs> no, you've never mentioned this. Yeah, I went and seen it in the big cinema in Glasgow, and that's the one where the seats move, and uh, they shoot water on your face, and the fans and all that, and it junted in the way I was sitting, eating my popcorn, like, not leaning right back, and I just put a muscle on my back, and, like, could barely walk down to go get a train, so it pissed me off. Even though if that movie was, like, the best film ever, I would have still come out angry, because, like, I could barely stand up. Yeah, that's why I don't go see these films in these weird formats. I'll go. I'm quite happy with just a regular old 2D screening. I've, have you been to IMAX? I think that was IMAX also, but when I think IMAX, I think of the big one with the Science Centre. Nah, never been to an IMAX. I seen. Probably should be. I, I probably should. Movie, have I thought you being you, Chris, you'd have went and seen Avatar. At IMAX, it seems like something you, I, I would have thought Big Les would have taken you to. Yeah, I don't think I even saw it. I don't think I even saw Avatar in the cinema. I don't think I saw it until it came out on your favourite totally legal download sites. I did the same, but then someone went, do you want to go see that? And I was like, I let, let's go for that. I've seen Toy Story in there too, Toy Story 3, which was the best thing because it was in 3D and I had the big glasses on. No one could see me cry for the bit where I thought they were all going to go into the fire. So I could just be sitting there with my glasses on. No one was the wiser. Mm-hmm. I've seen Tron 2 in there. In Night at the Museum, I think, also. I think that's the three I've seen. Okay, weird choice, but fair enough. They, were, they all have their, their moments. I might go see the Avatar re-release, possibly, just because it's one of those films I think you need, I probably should see in 3D at some point, you know, just because that is the 3D film. It really is. And if you remember, I, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's China that the people had to be told that they weren't in that planet and <laughs> if you stare too much or something, I can't remember the thing because it's too immersive and you can feel sick and all this sort of shit. The film's terrible. Like, it, the, the film's just uh, Fern Gully the last way, Rainforest. But... You know, it's kind of funny to think about that because we think about films and we're like, oh, think about how dumb people were back in the day. You know, we thought they thought this film was real or they thought this really happened. And then we're like, well, in fairness, we fell for the Blair Witch Project. And then later yeah. generations fell for thing. Then obviously people thought Avatar was real. And it's like, Humans are stupid. We're so easily Humans tricked. Are stupid. Yeah. Um. I should. I just want to keep talking because I wanted to ask you if you've seen the trailer for. Like, are you? Did you see a quiet place? Yes. Did you like it? Um, yeah, loved it. The second um, one's coming out very soon again. Yep, and it's going to be cinemas exclusive. I think. Or I think they said cinema exclusive for forty-five days, and then they're going to move it. To, then it's going to be moving to streaming. So it's not a, it's not going to get a full theater. And it's going to be very quickly onto VOD. It, it's because it needs to be in like twenty cinemas, Chris, so it can win an Oscar for best writing or something. Because that's what the first one did. Probably something like that. I. 
might actually go see it. It's apparently, some, I think I kind of wish I'd seen the first one in cinemas. I, I did not. I seen it when it came to now TV. No, I never saw it in the cinema. I just wish I did. Because apparently it's like one of those films that just works so much better with the sound. With the lack of sound, sound, sound. Yeah, aye, because when the sound actually comes up, you know, it you know, just works better. I believe so. I think, I think, I think, I think it would just add to the suspense, really. Mm-hmm. I th- the film was awesome, but I think now we, I'm, I know that we, we don't know anyone that does this. But I'm too frightened to download stuff on my MacBook. So, like, I'm, and I don't want to watch things. I've got a big TV, and I'd rather just have now. And I pay, like, this is like a fucking advert, don't it? Like, I pay <laughs> 9 9 to my own love, but if you use the code. Use, use the code key issues at checkout for 25% <laughs> off your, your first month of now TV. <laughs> That, don't don't anyone try that. In the off chance that anyone actually listens to this, <laughs> don't try that. I'm not, we're, we we do not have a sponsorship with Now TV or anyone apart from American oh, Boilers. But uh, on that note, guys, do you want to call it a day since this has been like? A... Yeah, probably, yeah, we probably should. I think we're starting to go slightly insane here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're I, definitely I, we're definitely veering off topic now. Yeah. So it was a pleasure. Do you want to do this next week, or we can go our two week, or we could see if we can get a. We might even get an interview for next week. Who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. Would you like to do a movie for next week? Because the week yeah. after we have. What do we have the week after? Oh, Loki again! Because I think there are ten episodes of Loki. We're back on to the Marvel thing and we don't have to just we can take that apart instead of like being horribly, horribly off topic. That sounds good. How do you feel? Right, so do you want do you want us to see we'll we aim for Sunday? And then possibly just doing it on Monday again anyway, because we're useless. We could Do you want to make it our Marvel Mondays? Yeah, let's yeah, let's go for Mondays. I think it's because the problem is I drink on Saturday night and sometimes end up sleeping late and feeling like crap on Sunday nights. It seemed like a good idea at first. I think Monday nights, Mondays maybe work better. We make that our new permanent slot. Let's go, let's go Mondays from now on, Chris. Make key issues Marvel Mondays, and if we want to do any other days, like but Monday is we have a special our, slot. Our day special for this. Yeah. So that would That's give people. Good. All right, so let's let's call it a night, and I will see you next Monday. And I hope yep. we'll sort out something between now live, and then. We will see you then. Okay. I Thank will put much. this up, and this will be. Bye bye. Night night. Peace. Night night, Chris.